This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And today is Thursday, May 27th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. An employee opened fire Wednesday at a California rail yard, killing nine people before taking his own life. As law enforcement rushed in, authorities said, marking the latest attack in a year that has seen a sharp increase in mass killings as the nation emerges from coronavirus restrictions. The shooting took place around 6.30 a.m. in two buildings at the light rail facility for the Valley Transportation Authority, which provides buses, light rail, and other uh, transit services throughout Santa Clara County, the most populated county in the San Francisco Bay Area. When the deputies went through the door, the shooter was still firing rounds. He then took his own life when he saw the authorities. The victims, many of them longtime employees of the transit agency, were identified by the Santa Clara County Coroner's Office Wednesday night and ranged in age from 35 to 63 years old. Their jobs included bus and light rail operators, mechanics, linemen, and assistant, assistant superintendent. The attack was identified as 57-year-old Sam Cassidy, according to two law enforcement officials. Investigators offered no immediate word on a possible motive. His ex-wife, however, Cecilia Nelms, uh, told the Associated Press that Cassidy had a bad temper and would tell her that he wanted to kill people at work, but he, I never believed him, and it never happened until now, she said. Nelms, teary-eyed and shaken by the news, said her ex-husband would come home wound up and angry about things that happened at work. As he talked about it, he would get more mad, she said. He could dwell on things. When Cassidy lost his temper, Nelm said that there were times that she was scared. Uh, he she said that he was someone who could physically hurt others. I was reading a, a like a, a neighbor quoted and a couple of other people who knew this guy. And you know, sometimes it's like, wow, we had no idea. This one is like, mm, yeah, we had an idea. Like, well, not that he would do that, right? But certainly weren't surprised right. when they heard that it was him. Um, so, so you know, it's it was funny. a guy on edge. We talk about this show that I watch about the you know neighbor nightmares. Yeah. This scenario, like over, it just, you know, like it got obviously to a nuclear level with this guy, but right. the same sort of, at least what we're hearing now, and you can't, you know, you just, it's, it's stuff is sort of, you know, trickling in, but that's the kind of mindset. And a lot of people are complaining or uh, they get laid off or they have an issue with work and that, that just controls everything and manifests in how they treat their neighbors and how they approach life in general. Yeah. It, it just overrides everything. And I saw right before I walked in here that they think he may have set his house on fire before he went. To... And there was also a report yesterday that he might have placed bombs around the <sighs> uh, the facility. Remember, they were they were investigating that as well. Terrible. Yeah, reading more, he would get violent when he was drunk. He, had, he suffered with uh. bipolar disorder and stuff yeah. like that, so... Ugh. New details about the arrest of an Indiana man accused in a series of gunpoint robberies and sexual assaults across the city last week. Authorities say 28-year-old Kevin Bennett has been connected to at least seven incidents which happened between May 15th and May 18th. In every case but one, Bennett allegedly followed women employees of gentlemen's clubs in Philadelphia as those victims drove home from work. In some of those incidents, Bennett, uh, Bennett was able to force his way into the victims' homes where he sexually assaulted them. In one case, he's accused of sexually assaulting a victim in a Philadelphia alley. Alleyway. According to authorities, they have forensic evidence from the crime scenes and believe that he may have done this before. On Monday, Philadelphia police revealed that Bennett is suspected of similar crimes in a total of eight states, including Philadelphia and Indiana. Upper Marion police say that they believe Bennett was also involved in an attempted kidnapping at the Crown Plaza Hotel on May 18th. I mean, like, how is 
he able to get away with all right. of this? I mean, not anymore, but I know, yeah. for so long. Bennett was arrested in Marion County, Indiana, over the weekend and will be extradited back to Philadelphia. The feds say they began following him on Saturday in Indiana as he was carrying takeout food. He then left the business and drove across the street where federal agents swarmed in. After placing him under arrest, police searched his car and they found two handguns, a semi-automatic pistol and a revolver under a beach towel on the driver's seat, according to the criminal complaint. Officers also found what they suspected to be meth and $14,000 in cash. Once he was brought to the police station... Was there anything suspicious in the car, (laughs) Kenny? Once they brought him to the police station, the complaint states that authorities found a $6,200 golden diamond bracelet that he uh, had been stolen in Mississippi, where he is also a suspect. Bennett was federally indicted Tuesday on drug and weapons charges on Monday. He was charged in Philadelphia with multiple rape charges. Which, uh, Which Crown Plaza Hotel? Not the one right here. Uh, you know what case? Well, they said Upper Marion. Is that Upper Marion? Oh, okay, okay. No. no, 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 no. Another twist for Philadelphia parents and students. While many suburbs have recently started school later, Philly is proposing starting it even earlier. Teachers, students, and families in the district of school district of Philadelphia learn the district wants to change school start times in the fall. In some cases, by as much as two hours, according to the Philadelphia <laughs> Teachers Union. I know, these, these poor people, all of them. Special education teacher David Malone says this change does not work for his school community. It's going to be hard enough to get back after a year of not being in school. He stated now trying to get 100 percent back in school and reacclimated to the day is going to be difficult on top of that adding stress to try to figure out what time drop off and pickup is going to so be. so what time uh, have they suggested a time as I of think, yet with the two hour advance? i think it varies for the school okay. and the, the like age the, the earliest being like seven or eight i mean because they, they what, what's the average time usually for you guys well, well now right now the average time for high school is seven I don't know. I haven't been at home in 23 years. Twenty, <laughs> yeah. uh, So I, I don't know what time they get up in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. I think the kids get up around 6 or something like that, but I'm not sure what time it yeah. starts. Middle school is about 7.45, and the, right. uh, high school's around the same age. But there is a growing movement uh, to have later starts for high school, especially high right, school. Right, and so yeah. this is sort of counter to that. So my kids start uh, a little bit after 8 o'clock. The, the other uh, Catholic grade school, St. Anastasia, they don't start until 9 a.m., but they also don't get out until 4 in the yeah. afternoon. How old are those late. kids? Uh, kindergarten through 8th grade. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Malone, a building representative for the uh, F.S. Edmonds Elementary in Mount Airy, says the news broke Monday, one day before the deadline for changes of that sort. So in an emergency meeting, his school voted to dispute the district's plan. We were given literally 24 hours to make a decision, Malone said. Teachers Union President Jerry Jordan says schools opposed have five days to submit their arguments. The district says the scheduling change would ease transportation issues, including staffing challenges due to the pandemic. A district uh, says the district says that they want uh, the input of teachers and families so that they can plan to continue the conversation throughout the coming weeks. In sports this morning. In game two of their first round series, the Sixers beat the Washington Wizards yeah, yeah. last night in South Philly. They did it! They did it! 
Ben Simmons had an impressive first quarter, scoring 12 points to help the Sixers open an early lead on their way to a relative, relatively easy 120-95 win. He ended up with 22 points, 9 rebounds, and 8 assists without needing to step on the floor in the fourth quarter as the game turned into a rout, giving the Sixers a 2-0 lead in the series. Game 3 in Washington is Saturday night, and tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. The Wells Fargo Center issued a stern warning to 76ers fans after an incident involving Washington Wizards guard Russell Westbrook last night. Westbrook had to be held back by arena security staff after popcorn was dumped on his head as he exited Wednesday night's game uh, with a right ankle injury early in the fourth quarter. A fan seated near the tunnel was escorted out by security shortly after the incident. This was classless, unacceptable behavior, and we're not going to tolerate it at the Wells Fargo Center. We're proud to have the most passionate fans in the country and the best home court and home ice advantage around, but this type of behavior has no place in our arena, said Valerie Camillo, the president of business operations at the Wells Fargo Center. Westbrook thinks the fans should be banned. Yeah, I just want to go on record as saying you are an idiot. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Please. Just, you know, and they said it great last night. I don't know if it was Mark or Allah who said, act like you've been out of the house before. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Oh, that's a great yeah. phrase. Well put. Yeah. yeah. In last night's two other playoff games, the New York Knicks came back to beat the Atlanta Hawks, winning 101 to 92 to tie the series up at one game apiece. In the Western Conference, the Utah Jazz beat the Memphis Grizzlies, winning 141 to 129, and that series is also tied at one. And the Phillies lost to the Marlins last night in South Florida. The Phillies, who were playing without injured uh, injured stars what Bryce Harper, Didi Gregorius, and JT Real Muto, built a 2-1 lead on Brad Miller's bases-loaded walk in the third and Reese Hoskins' fifth inning sack. Fly. The series wraps up this afternoon, and Spencer Howard will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 12-10, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks a bunch, Kathy, and uh, we're ready to go for Thursday morning. Uh, we, let's see, what did I want to mention? Uh, well, number one, uh, tomorrow is the official opening of the Jersey Shore for this beautiful summer weather we're going to have all weekend long. But it doesn't matter because the activity is going to be taking place indoors at Keenan's Irish Pub in North Wildwood. Our good friend Brent Porsche is going to be on location. Yeah. And we will uh, actually be there virtually. They're going to they're gonna put us up on the screen. That's cool. And we'll be able to check in as well. So now, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Since restrictions are being uh, <laughs> loosened up tomorrow, starting yes. tomorrow in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, it's now going to be open to the public. It was initially a ticketed event, and people who bought tickets ahead of time are now VIPs, Ooh. and we'll have a separate VIP line to enter and can begin entering an hour earlier at 7 a.m. I'm, I'm so glad. things have shifted a little bit, but they are going to go ahead and open it all up. I'm glad we pulled the trigger on doing it because this stuff stayed, stayed so fluid to the last second. Oh, yeah. yeah. We would have been, our heads would have been spent. Our, pet, our pet's heads would have been falling <laughs> off. Yeah, so it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a big event. We're not going to be there, but we couldn't, you know, in order to put on a live broadcast, it's something that has to be planned weeks in advance. We don't just pick up and say, hey, yeah. let's go in tomorrow and do Whee! a show. There's engineering and a lot of things that have to be taken care of well in advance of it. So, uh, like running phone lines that that actually take the broadcast signal. And so, anyhow, it's all technical. We couldn't have done it this year. There's no way. But our buddy Brent Porsche will be there. He's going to be checking in with us. We're going to be checking in with him down there. And we'll see what's going on. Uh, Patrons without a ticket can begin entering at 8 a.m., though, via the public line. Uh, There is a $10 cover charge. And the proceeds are benefiting the John R. Elliott Hero Campaign uh, for designated drivers. So that is happening nice. tomorrow morning. Nice. And it is all brought to you by Coors Light Made to Chill. 
Uh, you can check out the details at WMMR.com. So we're looking forward to that. We're also looking forward to awarding another prize to our coolest teacher of the year. Yesterday, we had reached out to the student body of Downingtown West and asked people to text in and let us know who they thought had con- gone above and beyond the past year or so. And they sent in the uh, entries, and we now are going to announce our coolest teacher from Downingtown West. It is... Mr. Brian Hassel. Yay! I assume it's Hassel, not Hassel. It's H-A-S-S-E-L. Mr. Brian Hassel, congratulations to you. Uh, we have some great prizes that we'd like to set you up with, and you can call us in after uh, call in to us after seven. So let Mr. Hassel know if you happen to have a way to get in touch with him that he won. And I implore everybody over at Downingtown West High School to take a look at what Little Flower High School did yesterday. It was uh, awesome. Uh, they pressed it. You saw the video, right? I did yeah. Uh, they basically they they had a clap out for the teacher uh, Maria Murray, and they gave her a sash and flowers and everything. Oh, and really? Yeah, yeah. 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 She comes um, out. Yeah, She's doing the, the beauty queen kissing oh and blowing God, kisses. Yeah, yes. yeah, here's the video of it. So oh my God. they turned it into a full event. So oh, that's great. Uh, by the way, Mr. Hassel teaches tech ed, and he is uh, he teaches newspaper layout, yearbook design, and furniture craftsmanship. What? That's the oh. second coolest teacher wow. yeah. that we've had win that teaches furniture craftsmanship. Uh, and oh. he's been teaching at Downingtown West for 16 years, and he was voted last year. Mainline Today's top teacher, Mainline Today magazine. Wow. Well, you certainly know how to sort of quasi-pick him. He's doing great. Yeah, uh, so awesome. congratulations, Mr. Hassel. Uh, we hopefully will hear from you later on. All right, that means we get to draw another school. Ooh. Romano. You get All to right. do it. All right. Here we go. So she's reaching in. Went in for Chinese food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's it going to be? Uh, what's it going to be, boy? We're going to Bucks Co. Oh, of course we are. All right. Holy Ghost Prep in Ben Salem. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Prep in Ben Salem. All right. It's so easy for you to vote, gang. If you are a student there, just text the word teacher to 39333 and we will send you the voting link. Make sure you let the faculty know that this is going on uh, at Holy Ghost Prep and uh, maybe they'll make some announcements, get the word out. We'll give you 24 hours. All right, give you till 6 o'clock tomorrow morning to get your votes in and then we'll do the same thing. Give the winner what we are going to give uh, to Mr. Hassel, which is the Presidency Coffee Mug. Takes the MMRBQ, the special Coolest Teacher of the Year Coffee, or Coolest Teacher of the Year T-shirt to sit in the Coolest Teacher section. And a $25 gift card from Acne Markets Fresh Food Local Flavors. So get on that Holy Ghost Prep in Ben Salem. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We've got some entertainment news passed along. A couple of sad stories, unfortunately. Uh, but some other good ones as well. And uh, we'll give some goodies to you on top of that. We'll be right back. Stay put. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Stephen Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the stupid question, we're going to give away an exclusive Guardians of the Galaxy Culture Fly collector box vinyl record record, uh, featuring musical items from the movie and more. Uh, I have a musical question for Mm -hmm. you. This one is quite interesting. Mick Jagger famously quoted that he'd rather be dead than singing the song Satisfaction when he was what age? Uh It's not what did he say, but he would say, I'd rather be dead than singing Satisfaction when I'm... What age? My guess is it's an ir- ironic answer. Well, it, yeah. All right. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Okay. Let's see if you know what age he f- considered to be too old <laughs> to be singing the song Satisfaction. At. All right. 215-263-WMMR. There's been a lot, was a lot of that. Hope I die before I get old. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. getting old is okay. It's all right. Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, it doesn't seem so when you're young oh, and no, fired, yeah. hungry and everything. I'd ah. like to rescind that. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go through some birthdays. Today is Thursday, May 27th, and we'll start with a musical birthday. A gentleman by the name of Neil Finn. Yes. He's a lead singer and guitarist for a band Crowded oh, House. They have a new record coming out. Uh, do they really? Yeah, yeah. I, I love Neil Finn. I love the Finn Brothers. And, um, yeah. I've I'm, seen them. Yeah, have you? Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, they're supposed to Great. tour this year, uh, too, to back the new record, Steve. I've never Nick, seen them. you got to so, see them. Yeah, I would love to, yeah. They're really good musicians. And yeah. Preston, there's a guy I follow. I, I took a huge dive into... Um, music videos and people there's a guy in particular a guy named Jamal who has this YouTube channel and he was listening for the first time to um Don't Dream It's Over mm-hmm. and listening to the video and he's he goes through this emotional experience of just watching it and you realize just how good that song is and how good a lot of their stuff it's is. It's an example of an establishment that I love which was Pearl Jam turning me on to an older artist which was Neil Finn and uh, really? Neil and uh, the Finn brothers opened for Pearl Jam and for Eddie a oh, few times. Oh, cool. So I didn't I didn't know as much about him as, as you did, Steve, and then I was like, oh, I really like these guys. Yeah, yeah. Here's a little trivia for you. When when I played in my cover band, The Image, I sang lead vocals did you? on did you? Uh, Don't Dream It's Over. Oh, wow. that's, a, that's a taxing it. song. I will not sing it right now. Come on, let me hear it. You heard no. it here. No, I'm not going. I can't. I can't do it. There's no way. I can't do it. There's no words on it. That'd be me. Uh, So Neil Finn and we were also playing the song "I Got You." That was from a band called Split Ends. He is uh, 63 years old today. It's Todd Bridges' birthday today Uh, too. Yes. Here's a uh, trivia question for you. Uh, At McGillan's Old Ale House, I used to do gigs there every Wednesday night and had karaoke. This is my go-to song. No, so you were doing Don't Dream It's Over, and you were doing different strokes. I opened for Casey. Uh, um, I love the uh, re-edit of the different strokes opening credits yes. that makes... Uh, yeah. With <laughs> this music. Yeah, it makes, it makes him Mr. a child predator. Mr. Drummond looked like a uh, yeah a pedophile. <laughs> Todd Bridges is 56 today. Uh, actress Perry Gilpin, who played Roz on Frasier. Yes. Uh, she is 60. She's ha- a lot of fun. Has familial local ties. Jim O'Brien was right. Father? That's right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, you also have great Lewis Gossett Jr. Uh, we spoke to him not that long ago. It was no. not a great interview. Uh, he was uh, <laughs> a little bit confused, and, and we didn't have a good phone connection. But, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Bosky. Uh, <laughs> but he's been in amazing stuff throughout the years. Officer and a Gentleman, obviously, was a huge role for him. Roots. Uh, Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle. Uh, and <laughs> Watchmen, which was wow. fantastic, amazing. He is uh, 85. <laughs> Do you know that he was the lead in uh, a series, TV series? I told you the story, Preston, that never aired a TV version of Blazing Saddle. He played me. Black Bart. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love how Johnny Lawrence is obsessed with Iron Eagle in uh, Cobra Kai. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> His favorite movies, Iron Eagle and Iron Eagle 2. Uh, 
You also have Henry Kissinger celebrating yes. his 98th birthday. He was in today. Iron Eagle. Wow. Oh, yeah. Not. Uh, former Secretary of State, winner of the 1973 Nobel Peace Prize. I put on Van Halen and I fly in my plane. I walk with attached to my upper thigh. Hello. Oh. So he's 98. Uh, actor Joseph Fiennes. Uh, is in Shakespeare in Love and now stars in Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, okay. He plays Commander Waterford. Yeah, he's the main. That's, that's what I thought. And that's Ray Fine's brother, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's the Joey. Main, he's the male lead in uh, in Handmaid's Tale, and he's great. Uh, he's 51 today. Jamie Oliver, the celebrity chef. I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't watched Food Network in a while. I don't even know if he has a Food Network show or not. He used to have days. a primetime show where he was bringing uh, good diets and stuff to schools around the world, and yeah. that went nowhere. Very likable guy. <laughs> he is, yeah. Um, and great food. Uh, he's 46 today. Shiloh Jolie Pitt. Oh, wow. Daughter of Brad and Angelina. I have a story yes. concerning her and the rest of the family in just a moment. She's 15 today. Of the names that are available amongst those children, Shiloh, I think, is a cool one. Yeah. Uh, although I thought it was shallow for the longest yeah, it's time. It's a really great song. I think it won yeah. an Oscar. Uh, then you have uh, Jack McBrayer. Love him. Oh, he's uh, great. Who's awesome. And you know this guy. He's that guy in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He's the newlywed couple. He doesn't know how to have sex. Uh, in Despicable Me, he voices uh, at the, uh, the, the amusement park they go to. He's the guy. All you have to do is shoot that little <laughs> ship right there. Yeah. You get that unicorn. He's in Talladega Nights. He's also in Dirty Rock. And in Wreck-It Ralph, he's the voice of Fix-It Felix. Uh, yeah. He is uh, 48 years old today. So happy birthday to him. And then I saved this one for last. Paul freaking Bettany, the vision himself, celebrates his birthday today. He's so great, man. I loved WandaVision. I'm so glad. Well, I don't want to give much away, but the story can go on. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, And you know what is, so he was in A Beautiful Mind, and I'm wondering if that's where he met his wife, Jennifer Connelly, because she's in that movie, too. Yeah, I I, I would imagine. Uh, It's a big birthday for him today. He is 50 years old, and one of my favorite we have a personal story about yeah. Paul Bettany because <laughs> long time ago when we were working at Y100, we were doing a contest called Survive Survivor. And we had these people living in a trailer out in front of the building. Yeah. And we were having them do ridiculous contests like the show Survivor. And they had to listen to, to the song Eye of the Tiger in 24 hours. Um, so, or actually all week. Yes, non- for an entire about. week. So we had, uh, we had them eating disgusting stuff, which was yeah. part of Survivor. And they had to eat these uh, cockroaches, you know, we made him do that. And Paul Bettany was, he came by for an in-studio interview. I think he was. <laughs> a nice was, tale. A thank nice, you. A nice yeah, tale with Heath Ledger. He was promoting. Yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget what he said. He goes, and this was off air. He goes, you are all effing mad. Yeah. <laughs> only he didn't say effing. Yeah, he yeah, he, he yeah. dropped the whole word. Yeah. And he was the nicest guy. He was great. I'm so happy for him. He's very self-deprecating. And the story he recounted about thinking, okay, you know, my time has uh, come to an end with the Marvel Universe. And, and he thought he was going to go in and Kevin Feige was going to uh, say, hey, it's been great working with you. And then he said, would you like to work on WandaVision? And he's like... Ah uh, yes, I would. Yes, <laughs> yes, and uh, and and then, you know, in some of Wandavision, he got to do it without the makeup. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. he he liked that. But watch the behind the scenes stuff. They have it on Disney Plus. If you have that, it's it's a wonderful exploration, and and you get a a peek into uh, the actors themselves, and it's a lot of fun. And how much fun they have on that show. Those are the birthdays today. Let's see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. At what age? Did Mick Jagger say he would rather be dead than singing the song Satisfaction? And I'm going to go to Bridget, see if we can get the answer. Hey, Bridget, good morning. Good morning. All right, Bridget. So Mick Jagger said, I would rather be dead than singing Satisfaction at age. 
Forty-five. Forty-five. <laughs> and how old is Mick Jagger now? Oh my God, he's <laughs> seventy. He's, he's late seventies. Oh, no. I, I think he's in his eighties. I think he might be eighty years old. That Mick Jagger is real. He uh, is real. Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. He's seventy-seven. <laughs> All right, Bridget, hang on because we're going to set you up with an exclusive Guardians of the Galaxy Culture Fly collector box with vinyl recording uh, featuring musical items from the movie and more from your favorite characters like Star-Lord, Groot, and you can check out CollectionObsession.com for more information. I have a lot of stuff to get to, so let's start with that story I teased. Brad Pitt has been granted joint custody of his children with Angelina Jolie. She was Fighting against that viciously. He reports that Judge John Outerkirk, who previously officiated the couple's wedding in August 2014. <laughs> oh, my God. Boy. Seriously? No. Yep. Hey, it's good to see you guys again. What's going on? <laughs> well, it's a funny story. Ruled that the existing custody order must be modified per Pitt's request. What, uh, what was the current custody order? <laughs> she had it. She, she had, had everything. 100%? Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, wow. He will get to spend more time with his five minor children, Pax, Zahara, Shiloh, Vivian, and Knox. The couple's eldest child, Maddox, is 19. He is not subject to the custody decision. Uh, the ruling was made based on testimony from people who spent time with the kids and by professional evaluators and therapists. Sources tell the outlet that while Pitt is thrilled that he will be allowed to spend more time with his children, uh, she, Angelina, continues uh, will, will continue to fight. Well, he's thrilled oh that he God. has the option, but uh, yeah, he's kind of a busy guy. <laughs> um, so she she may want to uh, she may want to try to keep him out of their lives. Yeah. You know? So she it, it seemed to be what she was wanting. Yeah. Um, and in fact, according to court documents, uh, Jolie's team claims Outer Kirk denied her a fair trial improperly, excluding her evidence relevant to the children's health, safety, welfare evidence uh, critical to making her case. You, wow. You remember the flashpoint on the, on this was there was some sort of. In a physical plane. altercation on a plane, or maybe he he, he tugged he on, yelled at the kids, right? yeah, or something, yeah, or, he, he pu- or he pushed Maddox, yeah. or something like that. And, and, and he that admit, was enough for her. He had had a, he, had, he was having issues with drinking, and yeah. he's apparently passed all that now. Yep. So we'll see where this goes. This was a tragic story to see yesterday. School of Rock star Kevin Clark, who played the drummer Freddie. Died Wednesday morning. He was hit by a car. He was oh. out riding a bike. This is the second time that we've had somebody of of some note uh, on a bike uh, get killed, and the uh, second time I believe in Chicago, Preston. Uh, was that first one in Chicago? Uh, yeah, I a, think it was. It was a billionaire. I yeah, yeah. His bike. Yeah. TMZ reported a 32 year old professional drummer, best known as Freddie Jones or Spazzy McGee, uh, was riding his bicycle on the northwest side of Chicago, and he was hit by a Hyundai Sonata. Jack Black responded to the news on Instagram, writing devastating news. Kevin is gone way too soon. Beautiful soul, so many great memories, heartbroken, sending love to his family and the whole School of Rock community. Miranda Cosgrove also mourned the loss of her former castmate, uh, sharing a throwback photo with the caption, stunned and saddened by this news today. The world lost an amazing soul. I'll always remember your spirit and how kind you were to me. I'll never forget all the memories that you'll always be missed, Kevin. I mean, were, were there any details released on... Because, listen, I, I'm on my bike all the time, and they, stories like this make me nervous. Of course. So we're, it's we're, always an issue. Yeah, were there any details They just did a, on... a 20-year-old woman who struck him with the car has not been arrested but has been issued citations. That's all that okay. I I read about this. You know, my son is, is taking up a... Uh, 
pizza delivery job in Wildwood this summer. Yeah. And he's going to be on a bike delivering. So I'm like, I saw this yesterday. I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, keep, obviously, a, a good reminder to keep your eyes oh, out. Yeah. And, 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 and everyone share the road nicely if you can. Uh, I love this movie. I think this movie is, is just a gem from beginning to end. And I think the kids, who can, and many times the movies can be easily annoying, are all wonderful. And he in particular, we have two clips oppressed. We okay. have the clip where he first realizes, uh, where Kevin's character realizes, um, this is a different type of school. Okay. You know? yeah. uh, uh, is that the hardcore one? Or? Uh, no, that's the song. So play that second, but the other one first. Okay, I'm trying to find it. I might not have that one over. Let's play the hardcore okay, one yeah, first right. and see if we can get that over in time. But this is, is this the song? This, yeah, I love yeah, this. This is great. One, two, three. Well, you're not hardcore. Unless you live hardcore. And the letter of the rich was way hardcore. Now we're rocking. I love it, And then here's the clip you were talking about. Here we go. Okay, for you, Rush, 2112, Neil Pert. One of the great drummers of all time. Steady up. Um, are we going to be goofing off like this every day? Uh, we're not goofing off. We're creating musical fusion. Well, um, are we going to be creating musical fusion every day? Yeah. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. That's that's terrible news. Uh, the, and you're right. That movie is so great. I've come to appreciate it more and more over the years. It's, it's precious all the way through. Everybody's yeah. good. Agreed. Uh, let me see. Oh, uh, so on from some sad news to some good news, North Philadelphia's own Cam Anthony won yeah. the 20th hey, season of oh NBC's The Voice. Now, yeah. I don't watch the show, could care less, but he's from Philly, so really now I love him. Yeah, so That's when we care. We uh, care yes, now. Seriously. The season started with 40 artists, and the 19-year-old, uh, known for his smooth, soulful voice, secured a spot in the final five before America voted to make him to be the winner during the season finale, um, he gets a hundred thousand dollar cash prize uh, and a recording contract with Universal Music Group, um, and he gave a powerful rendition of the song. We played this clip a couple of weeks ago. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. It sounded great. That was last or last yeah. week's episode, um, and he had said. In a quote about that song, that song in particular was actually very special to me because my family had uh, kind of made it a tradition uh, to perform that at our lost one's funerals. Uh, on the season finale episode, he's saying she drives me crazy from Fine Young Cannibals alongside his coach, Blake Shelton. He also sang Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi okay. and Stand Up by Cynthia uh, Erivos. Uh, Blake Shelton praised the singer after he won the title. He said, you being on this show and giving us... The chance to be a part of your journey has changed the show forever, and we've been needing that. So congratulations, There you go. Cam did it. That's uh, fantastic news. Excellent. Uh, Ryan Reynolds wrote about his lifelong struggle with anxiety on social media yesterday. Uh, The Deadpool actor opened up in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, which ends at the end of May. He wrote, one of the reasons I'm posting this so late is I overschedule myself and important things slip. And one of the reasons I overschedule myself is my lifelong pal, anxiety. I know I'm not alone, and more importantly, to all those like me who overschedule, overthink, overwork, overworry, and over everything, please know that you're not alone. He said, we don't talk enough about mental health uh, and don't do enough to destigmatize talking about it. But as with this post, better late than never, I hope. Uh, yeah, anxiety is something that seems, okay, well, you're anxious, okay. What What is that? You know, I mean, but sometimes it can be debilitating. Well, it's, it's very different than being anxious, right? right yeah. You, you know, it's like when you're sad, 
that that's very different than the depression. depression. Yeah. Right. So like anxiety is is a medical condition, and uh, I've suffered uh, with it uh, in and out in my entire life, and it can be treated. And so the good news is that when you talk about it, when you deal uh, with it um, in an out in an open manner, and talk to your doctor about it or a therapist, it, you can certainly address it. Um, but you know, I mean, uh, I deal. I, I, I applaud I, Ryan Reynolds for for talking about it and bringing it out into the open. Yeah. I have I've bouts occasionally with anxiety, and it's it's funny because I'm you know I, I, all the stuff that I do is very in, in the public, and and there's a lot of you know. Uh, you know, when we go out and do events and so on and so forth, or broadcasting every morning. But every once in a while, like I know that notion of just overscheduling and just I got to do this, I got to do this, and, and having it weigh down on you. And yeah. it's it's something that can control you. I think um, when I think of like anxiety, when it becomes so uh, over um, bearing, overbearing, I think of the scene in um, in Stand by Me, and you see this a lot in war movies and stuff like that, where uh, so they're they're trying to run from the train, right, and uh, who do you call it? Uh, Vern is so afraid. He and stops. He stops and he crawls into the fetal position, which is the, uh, the complete opposite that right. you should be doing when you're running from a train on a bridge. Unless and, you're and, a baby and, running from a train. But, you know, the, but to me, that is like almost like the personification is not the right word of what anxiety is. Yeah. Right. You, you know what I mean? Does that make any sense to any of you yeah, guys? Yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah, example yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, you're so overwhelmed. <laughs> That you just you shut down, uh-huh. and and it, I, I would assume it can be that way. Yeah, it can be. Suffer that. Um, all right, on to something else. Johnny Knoxville says he is done with Jackass mm-hmm. after the fourth installment, <laughs> uh, after it's released. Uh, the I'm fi- surprised he's even doing this. Oh, I know. I mean, like uh, the 50 year old said he was he was in uh, GQ. He said you can only take so many chances before something irreversible happens. I feel like I've been extremely lucky to take the chances I've taken and still be walking around. He's broken a number of bones already in this fourth one. I was reading an interview with him, Preston, where he said one of the the greatest compliments, he was working on some movie, uh, and the stuntmen on the movie invited him to have lunch with them. No way, really? And he goes, they never do. They don't really socialize a lot of times, you know, with the the actors. They're their own group, their own sort of brotherhood. Yeah, and he said, "Wow." Uh, so he says he's hanging it up after this, and, and yes, he he absolutely should. It's the uh, diminishing returns. You've given enough. Yeah, yeah, you've given enough. All right, Kim Kardashian has failed her first year law school exam. Oh man, we have a we have a clip we're going to play. So oh yeah, on tonight's uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, uh, E News shows the Skims founder explaining. That if you go to a four-year law school program like she is, you have to pass what's called the baby bar after the first year. And she needed a score of 560 to pass, but only got 474 on her first try. So we have a clip of this. Yeah, check out this vocal fry. All right, here we go. I did not pass the baby bar. Oh, God. If you do law school the way that I'm doing it, it is a four-year program instead of your typical three-year program. And after year one, you have to take the baby bar. This one actually is harder, I hear, than the official bar. You needed a 560. You got a 474. That's extremely close on a test that most people are not taking in the middle of a pandemic. I am a failure. You're not a failure, Kim. Oh, my God. I'm a failure. I wanted so much to do better, but there were things that were going on that were really drawing me in all sorts of different directions. (laughs) Meanwhile, if it was anyone else, first of all, you don't get a call. You just get your score, and you're like, yep, sorry, you're no longer part of the program. Hey, I wanted to call you. (laughs) 
Kathy, this is the dean of Westchester. I just wanted to call you with your grades. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, you were so close. You were so close. Please keep coming. I have some lawyers in my family. My uncle is a lawyer, and uh, my brother toyed around with it for a little yeah. while, and mm-hmm. my cousin is also a lawyer. But my uncle said to both of them when they were talking to him about it, like, hey, should we do this? He yeah. said, you have to really want to be a lawyer. Like, it can't so you be can't something do it you're and... like, maybe I want yeah. to see if I want right. Like, he's like, it is so taxing. The yeah. schooling is so taxing. I thought <laughs> I could do both lawyering and really skim. The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kathy, my uncle was a lawyer, and and uh, he drove a Jaguar. So I was like, "That's what I'm going to be. I yeah. That's do. what I'm going to be when I grow up." Yeah. And I went to college, and believe it or not, I was pre-law as a freshman. No kidding. I, oh yeah. Okay. I thought you were pre-med. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought anyway. you were a singer. I took one politics course my freshman year, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not doing this." Oh, no, <laughs> oh, there's way too much reading and writing. Not going to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, there's still a little bit left in the clip here. And, you know, six weeks straight, 10 to 12 hours a day studying. And it was so important for me to take this and to not pass. Gets your spirit down and just makes you want to give up. All right. It's unclear if she will attempt to take the test. I just don't know. I guess I'm a failure at $1 billion net worth. <laughs> right? Yeah. What did they, um, do you guys remember what the lady said her score was and what it was? Four something. Four seventy-four. And what, what, did she need 560? Oh, 560. Yeah, no pass. Loser. I said she was really (laughs) close. All right, this is another sad story. I wanted to spread out the sad stories a little bit. And uh, we had this clip from yesterday, Casey. Okay. Uh, Samuel E. Wright, who was known for voicing Sebastian in The Little Mermaid, passed away. He was 74 years old. I know. Uh, The news of the two-time Tony Award nominee's death was announced by the town of Montgomery, New York, where he resided with his family. Uh, They had written on their Facebook page, Today the town of Montgomery mourns the loss of Sam Wright. Uh, And he had apparently uh, founded the Hudson Valley Conservatory, um, and he referred to the uh, late star, they referred to the late star as a pillar in our community. Um, as Sebastian Wright sang Under the Sea. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a great song. And it won Best Original Song and Best Original Score at the Academy Awards and Kiss the Girl, yep. uh, which was also nominated for Best Original Song. He later voiced Sebastian in Disney's House of Mouse, Mickey Palooza, and two direct-to-video sequels of The Little Mermaid. We have a clip of him here, Sebastian. Ariel, listen to me. The human world, it's a mess. Life under the sea is better than anything they got up there. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. You dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around you, right here on the ocean floor. Such wonderful things around you. What more is you looking for under the sea? That'll put you in a good mood. Yeah. It's yeah, great. Right? I think Little Mermaid was one of the first of the, uh, in my mind, marks the turn of, okay, we're back and we're going to do movies that are going to stand the test of time. You know, Disney's animated yeah. right. movie line. Yeah. You started to see it turn. There was a little bit of, uh, this is all hand cell animation. Uh, but there was a little bit of of computer work in yeah. here. But they and found the magic again. They found the magic again. Yep. Mm-hmm. And of course, you remember the title song. Wouldn't you think? Oh, God. God. No. no. But I want more. Up where they walk. Up where they run. Up where they stay. Up 
saying, Donna, son, wandering free. Wish I could be part of that world. Uh, what I was going to say, which... Uh, <laughs> it was. This was probably one of my favorite Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't get yeah. well. There, I can yes. tell. <laughs> yes, there's your evidence. <laughs> I was more of an Aladdin guy. Hey, by the way, did you guys know that Samuel E. Wright was also the grapes of Fruit of the Loom? No, yes, I that's didn't, right. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. yeah. thank you, Craig Legans, for that. <laughs> wow. He knows everything. Okay. Uh, he also played Mufasa as part of the original Broadway cast of The Lion King. Uh, and he got a second Tony uh, nomination in that, and he did a bunch of stuff. Um, his Broadway credits include, he was in the original Jesus Christ Superstar uh, cast in 1971 in Broadway. So Long history deal. performing, yeah. Uh, and Pippin in 1972. He played the Scarecrow alongside Whitney Houston's Dorothy Gale in the Apollo Theater's 1995 revival of The Wiz. We have another clip of Sebastian here. Percussion. Strings. Winds. He also did some uh, television as well, Cosby Show, Law & Order, uh, and he was actually in, Steve, the short-lived <laughs> Dukes of Hazzard spinoff, mm-hmm. Enos. <laughs> yes, yeah. I remember um, that. And then he voiced uh, Kron the uh, Iguanodon in uh, Disney's 2000 animated film, Dinosaur, so sad news to lose him. Oh. Uh, let me see. I know we got to move along, but let me get to at least one or two more things here. How about this? Uh, NBC stations announced yesterday that the Kelly Clarkson show will take over the current slot held by wow, the Ellen DeGeneres show. Really? It, it's kind yeah. of a smart move because the, even though the Kelly Clarkson show had uh, faltered a little bit, as a lot of the talk shows did during the uh, pandemic, they had to adjust the way that the shows were executed, lost some of their energy. Um, by pulling the trigger on this now, they can rev up. The promotional machine. They can focus in on, yeah. you know, in other words, if, if they run down the clock too long and they haven't decided on what show, right. then they're going to lose all that promotion time. I so, never really invested in this. I never really gave it a chance. I loved Ellen so much. That was like the only, if I sat down and watched a talk show, that's what I was watching. But, I mean, she's been on for... Uh, a long time now at this point. She's likable. You can't yeah. argue that. She's likable, yeah. definitely. And she's gotten better as it's yeah. going along. I've only watched a little bit of it, Kathy, but, um, you know, she's, yeah, there's something about her that she's got uh, some charisma. So uh, it'll start in the fall of 2022, and they renewed the show for an additional two seasons through 2023, and then they'll see how it goes from there. And then one last thing Danny McBride has uh, a Garbage Pale Kids animated series in the works for HBO Max. That, um, that might be interesting. The project is inspired by McBride and his Roughhouse Pictures production partner David Gordon Green's love of the popular 1980s trading cards and Saturday morning cartoons. I was obsessed with those for a while. Garbage Pale Kids? Yeah, huge. I watch. Oh well, my God, so, yeah. yeah, because they would get like... They would have two names per character, yeah. right? And so, like, you had to get, like, your matches, right? So if you got, like, you know, Kamikaze Kathy or something like yeah. that, and, uh, or, and you would have to get her counterpart, which, you know, oh, you're like, well, I wonder what her counterpart's going to be. Right. I just remember the gross gum that came with it. <laughs> it was nasty? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it was like a piece of gum that came in there. It was like cardboard. Covered gum. in anthrax. Mm-hmm. So Danny McBride is doing this, and I need to mention this because Danny McBride is the, the voice of the father in a movie that Casey, Casey had mentioned to me. To watch, and I watched it uh, the other day and loved it. Mitchell's versus Machines. He's the dad. He's the dad. I'm pretty sure because uh, I, I went and looked. Nick, if you could yep. double check on that, I 
Loved this movie. It is so well done. It was I like had no idea. Ninety three on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen it, it is it's worth checking out. It's really funny. A lot of good oh. humor that adults will get, and uh, and it's great for kids too. And there's a father daughter dynamic which I have, so it was nice to see that yeah, as he's well. Rick. So. Uh, Rick, was that the dad? I guess so. I think so. Uh, you know, I didn't even think to... I thought it was David Harbour when yeah. I first heard his voice, and I'm like, oh, I need to check that out, but I'm pretty sure yeah. he's the father. A lot of those times when I'm watching those movies, and I know that they're celebrity voices, I will... Oh, it'll man. distract yeah, and I, Well, it'll not only distract me, but I like to try and play, oh, I, who is Whatever that? Whatever it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't even do that for so any of those The basic voices. conceit of this, it's kind of a riff on, like, Maximum Overdrive, right? Where the machines and everything, and, and gadgetry starts um, to... Uh, no, there's a... It's it's kind of more like um, there's an AI thing that, right. that, that happens. And I got you. Yeah, it's it's really fun. And it has to do with the uh, devices kind of taking over and things like that. Or, you know, like handheld devices. Right. Uh, but it was just cleverly written. Very, very funny and worth checking out. All right, let's get to the clips. Amy Adams portrays an agoraphobic woman in her new film, The Woman in the Window, that spies on her neighbors only to witness something she shouldn't have seen. In this clip, Amy Adams shares her favorite moments during filming. So anytime, like, somebody would come onto the set, like when Julianne came onto the set, I, I couldn't have been more excited. It was it was really hard to, like, get back in Anna. Um, same with Gary. And then when we had all of those people there, I was by myself so often on this that anytime I was working off of another actor in front of me, it was just, it, it was my favorite moment. Could you shut up? Uh, the Woman in the Window is now streaming on Netflix. What is Here's this, Rear Window? The next. It's, it's very Rear Window-esque clip. Uh, an outcast, 25-year-old comedy writer and legendary comic from a dark mentorship in HBO Max's original new show, Hacks. Caitlin Olsen plays the comedian's daughter, and in this clip she talks about what attracted her to the role. I'm also always looking for uh, something different. This is very different from Sweet D and different from Mickey. Uh, I thought it was really funny, and there was a chance to make it special and also an opportunity for some real emotion, which I haven't been able to do on camera at least, so it was exciting. Yeah! Hacks is now streaming on HBO Max. We were supposed to have her husband, Rob, on today. That has been postponed till next week with an announcement <laughs> waiting for all the details to get worked out, so we'll get Rob on next Wednesday to talk about this very cool thing we want to roll out. There you go. Your entertainment report. Oh, my God. It's 10 minutes after 7. All right. We have worn out our welcome. We got to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. We might get to a contest today. We got some stuff to give away. We'll see if we have time for that. Uh, But returning in a moment, don't forget Holy Ghost Prep, Ben Salem, PA. You're the next coolest teacher school, so let us know. Text word teacher to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. Group featuring Nikki Six. Hear their new track, I've Been Every. Also new. Check out Slash and their previously unheard collaboration and the 880s Metal One Should Own. Get four tickets. Go to the cons for your chance to win tickets to September 10th at the Sky of the Man. So we're going to meet our coolest teacher. Yes. Uh, which uh, yesterday we had uh, drawn the name of uh, Downingtown West. And we asked the students to text in, tell us who they thought the coolest teacher of the year was. And sure enough, we tallied up the votes, and that winner is on the line. Please welcome Mr. Brian Hassel to the show this morning. Brian, good morning, sir. Good morning, my friends. How are you guys today? Wonderful. Did I get your name correct? Is it Hassel? It is Hassel. You are correct. Excellent. Well, listen, um, and and I'm going to jump right to this, Brian. We want to congratulate you, first of all, but... 
the moment that and we and we draw these schools randomly, the moment that we yep. that we pulled Downingtown West uh, name out, uh, we immediately started getting uh, text messages telling us that it's been a very very trying year, especially the last couple of months with some unfortunate incidents, people taking their own lives, and it's been uh, it's been a rough one. So, um, kind of a tough time to be awarding someone. Uh, uh, a prize like this, but um, nonetheless, we we went ahead with it, and we got a lot of, of feedback from people who were on the faculty and some parents who were saying that actually this might be kind of a good thing yeah. to uh, to celebrate I, right now. And, and it certainly is. And, and you know what? I I was listening yesterday morning coming in, and and I heard you I heard you pull it, and in the back of my mind, I, I just thought maybe, maybe this is what we need. Maybe this is what what our community needs for, for the healing process. And, and I'm not a huge uh, social media poster, but I posted something on, uh, on my Facebook and, and just put out is like, Hey, down in town, let, let's, uh, let's kind of, kind of bring things back into perspective and, and let's bring some positivity back to, uh, back to our community. Well, that's so, a great, great way to um, approach it. Yeah. Obviously uh, th- things go on and, and, um, and uh, it's traumatic, uh, but that doesn't, um, negate the fact that you had a number of uh, students and a number of people select you as someone who's meant a lot to them uh, through all this and just in general. So that has to feel good. Uh, it, it certainly does. I, I got to tell you guys, it's been a, it's been a long uh, 14 months. Uh, my, my wife is a teacher as well. Uh, shout out to, to my beautiful wife, uh, Kristen, who's the true uh, coolest teacher there. She's She's mm-hmm. been teaching virtual uh, the entire school year, teaching fourth grade. Um, it's, it's just our educational community is, has come together to, to get us through, uh, one of the most difficult times I, I think that, that we, we can, uh, talk about in, in this profession. Hey, I have a question, Brian, because I was reading, you know, you, you teach uh, tech ed and you do a few different things. We had mentioned a uh, fur- yep. furniture craftsmanship. We had another <laughs> teacher that, yeah. that one that was, that was involved in that, but also <laughs> I, I saw yearbook design. And so what, what is the yearbook going to look, what, what does it look like this year? Because, uh, People were gone most of the time, and all yeah. those great candid photos that come throughout right. the school year, you know, prop aren't going to be in there. Uh, well, so so it's funny you should say that, but because I, I actually co-teach a, a publications class with uh, uh, Denise Shovlin, um, my uh, fellow uh, Delco Delco rep there, um, and we were sitting in my dining room uh, back in August trying trying to plan things out. And the two of us looked at each other. We're like, "How, how are we going to do this? Yeah. Um, how, how are we going to do it?" Uh, and we closed out. I guess about two weeks ago, we, we closed out the, the last of our pages for for final submission. Um, and we we literally said said to our editors, to, to our students, we looked at them and we were like, "Guys, we 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 may have lied to you back in September because we didn't know how we were going to pull this thing off." Um, it was a lot of, uh, changing, changing of, uh, schedules. It, it was a lot of, uh, Hey, this just got canceled. This just got postponed. Um, so emails back and forth with, with our photographers, but somehow, some way, um, our staff, our, our editors, they, they pulled us through and, and we are absolutely 100%. I just got noticed yesterday, uh, going to receive a small shipment of books to our building. Very nice. Tomorrow. And uh, books will be mailed out to, to our students in a week. Excellent. That's great. So what yeah. did you use stock footage uh, from, like stock pictures from Woodstock? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> no, the kids still live their lives. Yes, and, and of course. pictures definitely were taken. My daughter got her yearbook yesterday, and it's, you know, it's, yeah. as thick as a, as a normal yearbook. Right, and, right. You know, right. The that's pictures cool. were in there, and that's great. Hey, uh, so, um, Brian, you went to Interboro High School. What year did you graduate? Uh, 1998. 
Okay. All right. So we're not too far apart in age. And, you know, we, nope. we grew up in same area of Delco. But you're also, you went to St. Joe's University, Millersville University, and also Williamson uh, Trade School. I, so you're I, very I, highly educated. I, I, I certainly did. Uh, I, I got my start right right off 352 for, from your old stopping grounds. Yep. Um, I, so, so I tell a story every year on uh, back to school night. Um, as, as a student, my, my mom always told me that the first day of uh, kindergarten and I got off the bus, she said, Hey, Brian, how, how was your day? And, and the story is that, that I apparently kicked her in it and I said, I hated it and I'm never going back. <laughs> Here you are all these years later. <laughs> I, but I, I, I tell my parents, uh, back to school night, I, I just talk about my, uh, my diversity and, um, in background training, um, and, and going through education. And I said, here's the irony guys. Somebody that struggled through uh, through school here. Here I am today, and, and walking into a building every single day. Hopefully, doing what, what I do best. Nice. Well, That's obviously, awesome. uh, you're doing something right because yep. it was it's been met with uh, approval and warmth. So Absolutely. that's a good thing. I- I hope so. Yeah. I, I certainly hope so. Well, Brian, as, as a nod and a thank you from the students, we're going to give you the following prize package. We're going to give you the Coolest Teacher of the Year President's Eve coffee mug. We are going to give you tickets to the MM Barbecue. First time that we've done this because yeah. it's in the fall this year. Right. Uh, and we'll have a special Coolest Teacher section with all of the oh. Coolest Teachers who have won. We'll give you a Coolest Teacher t-shirt to wear the show if you like, and we'll also give you a $25 gift card from our friends at Acme Fresh Foods Local Flavors. All right? All right. Thank, thank you so much, my friends. Can, can I give a quick shout-out to Please. my two kiddos sitting at home? Yep. Hi to Ty Guy and, and Hannah. Lo, love you guys. Excellent. Oh, All right, Brian, nice. have a great summer. Thank you so much, and congratulations to you, man. All right. Thank, thank you, my friends. All right. So that is Brian Hassel, guys. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read an email. I didn't want to do this. Uh, while I had him on the line, because it might be kind of embarrassing, right? Because right. It's, it's uh, louding some praise on him, and it's a uh, a fellow staff member, uh, Jeff Mapes, and hopefully he'll hear that he's on hold right now, or he's talking to Marissa, I think. Uh, but um, he said, "Hey, President and Steve, team. First off, uh, draw, uh, drawing West could not have come at a better time for the school after the tragedy earlier this week. Everyone was so excited yesterday, so thank you so much for that." Uh, more importantly, recognizing Brian today is incredible. He's one of the most selfless, thoughtful teachers uh, you could imagine. He has a unique ability to reach every student he teaches and encourage them to become better people, uh, n- uh, not just students. If you had a chance to watch him in class, you'd be jealous that you never had him as a teacher. Uh, no one ever feels left out of his class. He gives individual attention to every single kid. He has helped me tremendously over the years. After losing my stepmom to cancer, who was also a teacher here, he gave us his Phillies ticket so my dad and I could have a night out. He runs uh, the Sunshine Fund here, which provides assistance to teachers and staff in times of need. I could go on, but it would take too long to type up how great of a teacher and person he is. He truly is the most deserving of this award. And uh, that's, like I said, from Jeff Mapes, who's a social studies teacher at Downingtown West. That's really nice. Really, really cool. So happy to pass that on to him. Uh, Up next is Holy Ghost Prep and Ben Salem. We drew that when random, so you guys... I get to text uh, teacher to the to three nine three three three, and uh, we'll send back the voting link to you. Very now, cool. While talking about education and all this stuff, I do have uh, something that involves uh, kids and learning, uh, and it's sad news, but it's great to go back and and remember this. But uh, a gentleman named Eric Carl, he was the children's author and illustrator whose classic, The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Uh, passed away. He was 91 years old. When was that book released? It seems like it's been around forever. 1969. Wow. Oh That's when that wow. book came out. I yeah. had no idea that it was around that long, but I remember 
in in grade school seeing that book. The Very Hungry Caterpillar, yeah. yeah. Well, we had like five on our shelf because mm. we got it, you know, as a gift from so many people. Yeah, yeah. did you read it to your kids? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I and what I didn't know, Nick, is he also wrote, uh, or I think he illustrated, Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What yep. Do You See? Oh, that I was that a one. big one in our family. Yeah. Yeah. Big, yeah. big file. I used to read it to kids, and then, of course, the parents would burst into the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm so, like, all right, you, I'm sorry. What are you doing here? Yeah, I don't remember it as a kid, but I definitely remember reading it to my son, both of those, the, yeah. the Brown Bear as well. The uh, we very... I'm sorry, guys. No, we had the brown bear in Spanish, too. Oh, like, really? Oh, the English version nice. and then the Spanish version. Oh, that's great. Uh, the Very Hungry Caterpillar was the answer in Final Jeopardy, by the way, if you, uh, Preston and Nick, recall back on January 14th, because we were talking yesterday to Buzzy Cohen. Yeah. And that was one of the, the days where you and I and, and Nick all tried to guess the answer. It was children's books. Yeah. And, uh, Preston, you guessed where the wild things are. Charlotte's Web was another one. Uh, the Little Prince was another one. And then the <laughs> Nick... Uh, he goes, no, nah, man, it was that stupid caterpillar one. Uh, <laughs> in retrospect, I yeah, have that's that. a little harsh. Bit. Yes, I apologize in the memory of Eric Carl. Wow, uh, he just took a piss on his grave. Eric Carl's family said he died Sunday in his summer studio in Northampton, Massachusetts. His family members were by his side. Uh, but besides that, Brown Bear, Brown Bear, what do you see? He also wrote From Head to Toe. Uh, and he introduced universal themes in simple words and bright colors. Uh, he had... Once observed, he said, the unknown often brings fear with it. In my books, I try to counteract this fear to replace it with a positive message. I believe that children are naturally creative and eager to learn, and I want to show them that learning is both uh, is is really both fascinating and fun. Being able to break things down in a simple way yeah. is, is wonderful. There is a YouTube video of him. A lot of people are very afraid of these things, but he explains how to safely run a meth lab. Oh, and okay. It was just so informative. Well, there's threat of an explosion yeah, if you don't and, do it but correctly. I, I just felt a lot more comfortable putting mine together now. Uh, no, he originally conceived... Uh, the the book was actually about a bookworm. It was originally called A Week with Willie the Worm. Huh. Uh, the hero who eats through 26 different foods was changed to a caterpillar on the advice of his editor. Uh, uh, caterpillar. And, and at the end of the book, it, it you know, he goes into the, co- the cocoon and yeah. then comes out a butterfly. Yeah. Um, and it has sold, by the way, some 40 million copies. Jeez. Has been translated into 60 languages spawned stuffed animal caterpillars and has been turned into a stage play as well. Has um, there ever been an animated movie? No, not that I know of. I'm thinking Vin Diesel. Um, he had <laughs> Carl... Well, what's it about? Family. Yeah. It's uh, about family. Carl told the New York Times in 1994, I remember that as a child I always felt that I would never grow up and be big and, uh-huh. art- and articulate and intelligent. Uh, Caterpillar is a book of hope. You too can grow up and grow wings is essentially what he had to say about That's that. That's right, we can. I'm going to go to uh, Sharon. Hey, Sharon, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. What's up, Sharon? So Eric Carle, um, about almost 13 years ago, wrote a note to my son ah. because my son wanted to go to the Eric Carle Museum in Massachusetts, and his first birthday party theme was The Very Hungry Caterpillar. It was his favorite book growing up. That's awesome. So, so yeah, he, do you what was what did he was it a short note or did he did he spend some time with it? No, it was a very short note. It leave me alone. Very... <laughs> leave me alone. No, that's so cool that you take the time to do that. Yeah, yeah, and he drew a caterpillar on there as well. Ah, uh, oh, uh, do you think those that's things? Awesome. It's probably worth something. He won't get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But but I can. It's, it's a keepsake. But wow, that's that's very cool. Nice. Yeah, it was I, really awesome. 
I was sort of vaguely familiar. I, I saw the book pop up constantly, Preston, um, you know, in bookstores and so on and so forth. And, and you'd see kids always had it. Uh, it was, uh, you know, I was well on my way to my second marriage at that time in 1969. But the, the yeah. truth of the matter is uh, the, the book is just it's one of those like, uh, you know, Shel Silverstein in, in that yeah. range of those, those yes. books that are just perennial like a Judy Bloom book, people, authors who are Dr. able Seuss. yeah, to connect with kids. Yep, absolutely. Um, so he, the very hungry caterpillar, like I said, came out in, uh, 1969, uh, was welcomed by parents and delighted kids with a story of a metamorphosis of the green and red caterpillar into the multicolored butterfly. Um, the American Academy of Pediatrics sent more than 17,000 pediatricians, special copies of the book, along with growth charts and parent handouts on healthy eating. Uh, fellow writer and illustrator Ted Dewan called the book one of the pillars of uh, children's cu- uh, culture, and it's almost uh, talking about how great the Beatles were. It's beyond reproach, he said. Uh, Carl wrote or illustrated it's more a great than, book. than 75 books. It's about the caterpillars. <laughs> That's right, and he eats a lot of books. Things, various items, and when he comes out of his chrysalis, the, emerges a butterfly. The Beatles loved it. I love it. Uh, Carl Roeder illustrated. I like Clifford. He's a big dog. Then 75 books, sometimes partnering with Bill Martin Jr. Curious uh, George. Or other offers, but most uh, was Carl working alone. One of his last books was 2015's uh, The Nonsense Show. So he continued working Late into life, uh, that centered on a parade of flying fish, uh, cat-taming mice, and circus animals. I wonder when you have something that, that's explosive, that big a hit, uh, that for that amount of time, and you're always looking for that, that other thing. I mean, obviously you're doing it, we assume you're doing it for the love of what yeah. you do, and it's not like I need another hit. No, he, he yeah. was, I'm sure he was uh, just How fine. about a ferret? Uh, born, here's a little background on him. Born to German immigrant parents in Syracuse, New York, Carl and his family returned to Germany Nazi Germany at the time when he was six years old and under the Nazis modern expressionistic and abstract uh, under that modern expressionistic uh, and abstract art was banned and only can I tell you something I have I have a story in mind about a caterpillar (laughs) but it just goes against my image uh, but it was only realistic and naturalistic art that was permitted. Like, they literally yes, that's true. did not allow anything that was impressionistic. So yeah. when Carl was 12 or 13, a high school art teacher would change his life by inviting him to his home where he secretly, he had, like, hidden Could you imagine? Art. Could you imagine? And he showed him expressionist art, including uh, Franz Marc's Blue Horse. And he said, I was used to pretty paintings with a mountain in the background, although I was shocked I always carried that day in my heart. So that was like a turning point for him, and that's when he wanted to be an artist. Um, As an illustrator, he said he chose to portray animals in unconventional colors to show his young readers uh, that in art there's no wrong color. And he thanked Mark uh, in the pages of the artist who painted a blue horse. Uh, His signature illustration technique was actually done by piecing pictures together chiefly from tissue paper. Tissue. That he had... (laughs) I just that really spoke to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that he painted with uh, various colors and textures. He said, it sounds corny. It sounds corny, but I think uh, I connect with the child in me, and I think others do, too. Uh, and that was, uh, I, I didn't know that tissue paper is what he used. So it was kind of like a, um, like a, like decoupage almost. Like he was piecing these pieces of material yeah. together. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Um, so he went on to do not only um, 
uh, the caterpillar and the brown bear. But he also did another one, which we had in my house, which was it came out in 1991, which was polar bear, polar bear, what do you hear? Uh-huh. Yeah. And 2003's panda bear, panda bear, what do you see? And he also co-wrote Django Unchained. Oh, I yeah, had yeah. no idea. That's not included in his credits here. But... I mean, it's a departure, certainly, from what he'd been doing. Yeah. Uh, so what was the book that you you were so fascinated with as, as a kid and you made the bid on again? It was, uh, a, it was uh, uh, Carol, The Golden Treasury of Caroline and Her Friends, and it was uh, by an artist called Pierre Propes. Right, and you just and that was a seminal book for your childhood, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Still had it restored. Spent a lot of money to get that done, uh, but I still haven't. You know what? Here's here's the mistake I made. I spent all this money to get this book <laughs> right. completely rebound and yeah. redone. I went to a actually a Bible restoration. Really? Who fixed it for me, and it was really pricey, and I had a special box made for it and everything. It, I, it, I, I never let my kids read it. <laughs> You never let Which your kids read. Which the whole purpose, right? Because I felt it was so fragile that yeah. I didn't want anything to happen. Get your hands off that! And out of the stupidity, they didn't get to enjoy it like I did. Right. And now it's going to mean kind of nothing to them. Can you read it to them? Now that they're in college? Sure. Now that, they're, now that yeah, <laughs> two are about to be in college. No, but uh, but that was dumb. That was really dumb well, on my part. it was more also a, key, a keepsake and a nostalgic thing for your memories. Yeah. You, you attach. Oh, that's true. Right. So, but, you, I mean, you, you could um, you just tell them the story. But I, but I regret it because what I would like for them to do is them appreciate it and then read it to their kids. Uh, okay. Well, that's, that's not going to happen. that's probably not going to happen, yeah, yeah. right? So, anyway. You know how much this costs? We learn from our mistakes. Uh, let me go to Rachel. Hi, Rachel. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, God Dukes. Yeah, Dukes. What's up, Rachel? Hi. Um, I just wanted to mention, so Eric Carl, Brown Bear, Brown Bear. So I'm a speech pathologist, and a lot of us use Brown Bear, Brown Bear. We use it, like, for kids from, like, zero to three. It's a really great book for using fill-ins because it uses the same exact phrase, brown bear, brown bear, what do you? Yeah. And to have kids fill in the sea. And then we also use it for, like, receptive language to see if they can understand the picture and the name of the animal. So, okay. like, you go through and you give the picture of the animal and say, is this the bear? Um, so That's I cool. Mean, I've used that every, like, every single day. What, what, what from great. what you're doing, from what you deal with, what, what, uh, do, are there other authors and other kids' books that you use for the, the same effect or result? Um, I'm trying to think. I definitely use Caterpillar and, like, um, they just, like, kids really, they can engage more with books if they're kind of manipulatives to be able to, like, with Velcro to pull the stuff off. So right. Carl, his pictures are so simple and, uh, you know, the, on the white background, it just catches their eye, so they just pay attention to it for longer. And as long as they're paying attention, they're going to be able to understand more. So, yeah. Eric Carl's great. Um, I do use some cat in the hat, but... How about garbage pail kids? <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Right? <laughs> yeah, too much. Yeah, right. Dr. all those. I imagine Thank you, th- there's a reason why they've stuck yeah. and stayed, you know, through the, the test of time. What, what was your, I know you were the catch-up kid, right, Case? No, I mean, that's not a, like a kid's book, kid's yeah. book. Uh, that was just, it's a man's book. No, uh, no, because that was, I mean, that's, no, I mean, it was there was a story involved and there were, there were like, 
I don't know. Yeah, this is more little kids. The, the little, yeah. yeah, this is a little kids book. But yeah. uh, I, I don't have a. Um, I don't remember any little kids books. I, 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 I remember I, the Seven Chinese Brothers was one that I okay uh, liked. There, I had a massive, large version of the, the Little Engine that could. That oh, I read that's a cool story. And, you know, it's it, but I would read it over and over and over again. And it literally was a large version of it. And so you would have to, you know, the, the, the grab the page and it took an hour and a half to get to the next page because it was so massive. Um, a, I think I can. I think I can. Yeah, yeah. And it's a it's a great moral lesson to learn too. Yeah. But I mean, it's one of those things. It's Waddy Piper was the author and you just, um you end up memorizing it because you read it so many times at bed. But, it, you know, it's three, four years old. It's, you know, those uh, those memories will live with me forever. The ones that I love, Steve, were the little golden books. You remember those? Yeah. yeah. Those now, were, I, I can't remember. I tons of them. They were my favorite. There was one about a tugboat that I absolutely loved. Um, there was another one about, there wasn't a little golden book, but it was about this little house out in the country. And as the city became more populated, the little house became smaller Smaller and smaller. smaller, Yeah. And and the buildings built up around it. And eventually, uh, nuclear disaster. And then it was all gone and things were peaceful again. No, that part didn't happen. (laughs) Um, so I, I don't have any books for, for my kids that like, that was the book that they read, but my niece Every single night when she went to bed, uh, it was Good Night Moon. Did you guys? Good Night Moon is a stand case. The amount of Good Night Moons I um, she could recite it. Like she she could actually recite the the whole. Kathy, we had that one in Spanish. Oh, you oh, did? Uh, good yes, night, Moon. Did. Mm-hmm. did you guys read uh, Luna? Luna? Luna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you read uh, Richard Scarry when you were kids? No. Oh, my God. I love Richard Scarry. There's all these little characters, animal characters, and they were all over the town. And it was, you know, the bear was the mailman and uh, the oh, bunny yeah. was the farmer. And, yeah, I mean, they were really illustrated very vividly, um, but very uniquely as well. I'm scared. I'm going to mention another little kid thing, and it's, uh, it's past our prime, but since... Um, uh, when I had children, this was big. Me too. Uh, there was there's a 19 year old TikToker. Her name is uh, Merlisha Pierre. Uh, she's from Miami, and she has brought back the backyardigans so much so, Steve, that one of the songs "Castaways" is now number one on Spotify's global viral. Are you kidding chart. me? I kid you not. The backyardigans. I loved that show. My kid. Yeah. The, this, this is a good show. The musicians, the the kids, the voices of the kids sing, yeah. that were great singers. Do we have it? And the music was really cool. Yeah. I have Marissa grab. Well, Casey found the. Um, well, do you want the theme? Like, yeah, this yeah. is the original theme, and yeah. I'll play Castaways for you. But hi, I'm Pablo. My name's Tyrone. I'm Nikwa. I'm Tasha. My name's Austin, and we're. Sorry, I just wanted people to hear the harmony. It's sick. have a video of uh, my oldest singing that song. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. If I watched it today, I probably would cry. Um, she's, 
Almost it's so 16. bad. Oh. No, oh, no, she's almost so 16. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, no, I, I It'd be adorable, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. this is horrible. All right, so <laughs> let me see it. Now, terrible. I've, I've not heard oh, the song geez. Castaways. I've just read about it, so I want to see if I remember. And this is the one that's become a global hit. It, num- Again. Number one number on one. Spotify's right. global viral chart. So let's see if... Uh, ah, sort of Girl ba- from Ipanema. It's a bossa nova beat. Castaways. Oh, yeah. So listen to the singing voice quality. Rain began to rain, and the wind began to whip. We felt the ship tip, it was going down. So we launched our lifeboat, so we wouldn't drown. They had kids that could harmonize and everything. I remember one time years ago, I looked at the... um, uh, I looked at the the cast listing for Backyard Again. This was way back when, yeah. when my kids were watching. I'm like, I need to see who these people are. And I think that the speaking voices were different from the singing voices. It, it would sound. These are very. They, they seem very competent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they and and over the years they they switched out the kids because their voices would change. Um, castaway, so, right? <laughs> I'm a castaway. But I remember one song, Steve. They I'm did. So horny. It literally sounded like a James Brown song, and I oh, couldn't really? tell you what it was. And that's the one that made me uh, kind of sit up and take notice and go, "Wow, this this, this is really good music." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that show was pretty damn awesome. And were they in fact castaways? <laughs> No, no, that was, so each day they would, uh, they'd go out in the yard, and so the, as right. the song says in the beginning, we have a whole backyard to That's explore, their universe. And it would turn into whatever. Were it they would, being held captive? Was they weren't the, being held okay. captive, no. But they would, uh, they would go on adventures, and they would use their mind and imagination. I like that. Imaginary uh, games, it's a yeah, big thing. Yeah, yes. so it was, uh, it was neat. And then, uh, just for fun, Casey, yesterday, as I saw the story, mm. I pulled up, um, Wonder Pets. Oh, man. Because this reminded me of Wonder Pets as well, which was another one. I'm out of the loop on Wonder Pets. With some really cute songs uh, Yeah, the animation wasn't all that great, but it was supposed to be... I mean, it was... Actual photos of animals that they they animated. Yeah. Okay. Almost like like South Park. Almost like like choppy like that. Do you remember uh, uh, the phone? The phone is ringing. (laughs) There's an animal in trouble. Somewhere. This is serious. <laughs> that was the big line. I don't want to hear that. This is serious. Oh Can you look that up, Case? I bet you we have it. I like the animal theme. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you could find... Uh, it's in rotation. Wonder uh, Pets. Wonder Pets. In case there's an animal in trouble. Yes. This is serious. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they could play the MMR Oh, we do! I oh. thought we might have And it. it's actually labeled, this is serious. Oh. oh, no, that's only, okay. All right. This is serious. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> this is serious. <laughs> um, oh everybody was a child at one point. Yes. Relatable. Not everyone may have talking pets who can use the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> we did get a uh, morning show breakdown <gasps> yesterday. I don't know if you guys noticed. We, we got did. a what? We morning got a morning show breakdown, breakdown yeah. yesterday. Oh, yes. We got a full... What did we learn? Yeah, what did we learn today? (laughs) I don't know. I wasn't there doing it. (laughs) Everyone just sits quiet when he does it. (laughs) 
He's trying to be complimentary. It's, it's I know. Nice. It's yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank Just uh, not necessary. Mm. Uh, <laughs> this is serious. <laughs> Castaway. So, uh, speaking of the, that song from uh, Backyardigans, and can you look yeah. and see if she maybe sends that over? I'm not sure if that'll happen or not. You can put your phone down. Thank you. Uh, Pierre told BuzzFeed that she knew that she is was in a sad place uh-huh. uh, when she was reminded of the Backyardigans. Uh, she started reminiscing about how happy the show made her growing up. She started. She said, I started rewatching episodes, and immediately my mood was uplifted. Uh, and then she started posting about it, uh, a series of um, like bits on TikTok, and the one of them has got 1.5 million likes on it. So this is like there was another show that was only in Philly for a while. Press it was called the Down the Alligans with Frank Rizzo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> it's different. Uh, <laughs> I'll take you so long. I'll take you so long. Physically, crumbums, crumbums. You're a crumbum. You're a crumbums, and I'll take you so long. You're a lush, You're a real crumb bum, a real crumb lush bum. This is serious. This is serious. Shut up. Yeah, I know you. This You're a. Serious. You're a blush. This is serious. This is serious. You and your parents down in the alley, I'll, I'll, I'll beat you up the lot of you. What was that called again? The 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 down the alleyans. Down the alleyans. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> And that was the final. Get away from me. That's how the Get show would end. Get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, kids. That was a good show, and I had a good time beating your parents up. But now it's time I got to go inside and bathe my warts. Oh, my God. Yeah, You're a yellow sneak. You're a yellow sneak is a new character on the show. Yellow sneak yeah, is yeah, a new character yeah. in the back in the, down the alley. the scumbag, the snake. Okay. Yeah. You're a coward. A coward creep creme brulee. <laughs> You're a crumb creep. This is crumb creep, kids. <laughs> I think they're Just the three of us, four of us, me and you. <laughs> I mean, they all lend themselves to, to kids songs. Yeah. Just a tree of us. That yeah. was the counting one. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna, gonna get... <laughs> one crumb bum. Okay, one lush. <laughs> did we have a whole page up there? We did. Okay, it's uh, gone now. Okay. Uh, but it's not there. All right. Uh, I can... the way. Uh, so you had you had yellow snake crumb creep. Yeah, we're gonna count now. Crumb we're creep count now. Creep. Uh, these are all characters yeah. on the show. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you're a lushia. If you're happy and you know it, you're a lush. <laughs> if you're happy and you know it, you're a lush. If you drink a lot all day and you really do it all day, then if you're happy and you know it, you're a lush. Mm. <laughs> but down the alley again. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take you down the alley and I'll, I'll, I'll take you on physically. Mm-hmm. You are a lush. I can tell by looking at you. <laughs> Frank Rizzo's down down the alley. Oh, my God. What a delightful little show. It was great. Mm-hmm. The animation was very, you know, old style. Yeah. Which is... I will go back to that wall with the three of you. <laughs> that wall over there. A one, That's... two, three. <laughs> there it is. Yes. All right, kids, we're going to count. One, two, three. One, two, three. All right. And look, it's Princess Elaine. Uh, wait a minute. Hang on. Uh, oh, I have to read. Uh, count it off again, please. All right. Yeah. Oh, wait. Here it is. One, two, three. Ah, <laughs> he, I'm Pablo. He counts off the song. Hi, I'm Crumba. <laughs> I'm Lush. I'm Yellow Snake. I'm Scumbag. <laughs> I'm Yellow Snake. I'm Yellow Snake. <laughs> 
I'm scumbag. <laughs> One, two, three. Hi, I'm Pablo. I'm Crumbum. <laughs> I'm scumbag. <laughs> and I'm Crumb Creep Lush. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. And we're all down the Alligans. Mm. <laughs> Maybe that'll make it onto Spotify. I, I don't think know. So, yeah. I, I do not know. So uh, I thought that was uh, thought that was kind of fun. Uh, uh, we, we do. You were asking for the uh, oh yeah 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 the Castaways TikTok. We have that. Oh okay. Oh sure. all right. Here we go. Hey y'all. So I was watering my plants, but then I noticed something. And kids born after 2013 do not know about backyard again. Like who the f- is this ugly ass little boy and ass little boy? Look. That's why I'm here to put y'all kids onto the fresh and juicy bops. That Uniqua and the gang was making, okay? Now let's get into the immaculate flavor of what is Backyard Against Music. Part four! This one right here, hit every time. I don't know what the worm thing is. She's got dance. She's doing the worm. Oh, she's doing a worm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny how it's funny what takes off, man. Yeah, I know. It's it's unbelievable. Little piece of nostalgia. I love it. And there's no real reason this this would have. Well, maybe no. Would not have predated her. It would have been her from her childhood. I mean, Pro- yeah, 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 definitely. It's funny that the hungry caterpillar took off. You know, it yeah, started yeah. this whole conversation. I mean, that that the fact that that hit the way that it did and is long lasting and become a, the classic that it's become. Why? Why? You know, arbitrarily, yeah. like all of a sudden, this became this, you know, this mega hit. Yeah, huh. that's what happened. All right. Anyhow, we should take a break because we got some bizarre file stories to get to in just a moment. So we'll do that. Reminding you also, Holy Ghost Prep and Ben Salem, you guys are voting for the coolest teacher. So make sure you ter- text the word "teacher" to three nine three three three. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at AcmeMarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All I right. want to fight you. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Crumbum. All right, let's do, let's do the beef. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. I want to fight you. 
I want to fight you. All right, Welcome it, to the back, to the uh, down the Alligans. All right, it's brought to you by Cinch Propane Home Delivery Service. They make life so much easier. Never leave your home, house uh, for propane ever again. Visit cinch.com. It's spelled C-Y-N-C-H dot com. Cinch. All right, so a genius who thought that God would give him a Lamborghini if he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness came close to death in his bid to give his girlfriend her dream car. Mark Muradzira, a youth leader of Risen Saints Church in central Zimbabwe, hid out in remote mountain country to prevent him from being tempted to eat. Uh-huh. Luckily, you tempted. You're not going to get your Lamborghini. Luckily, concerned friends tracked him down after just 33 days and took the emaciated 27-year-old to the hospital where he's said to be showing signs of recovery. Did I get my car yet? <laughs> Maradzira, who is unemployed, was desperate to give girl, his girlfriend the car she wanted. A Prius? And with no way of finding the $300,000 or so that he needed, he decided a 40-day fast might encourage God to help him out. After 20 days for release. Unfortunately, the plan didn't quite work out. His church leader, Bishop Maruru, said that he should at least have fasted for a job since he is unemployed. Yeah, that probably worked better. Yeah, maybe God would have yeah, pulled yeah, a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, Moradzira's fellow churchgoers started trying to raise enough money to buy their hapless co-religionist a Lambo, but <laughs> the fundraiser sputtered out at about $30,000. Yeah, they, they're, they're close. Uh, the money they managed to raise has since been diverted to help his uh, hefty medical bill. Yeah. Yep. Use it for that instead of the Lamborghini. It's not clear for how long uh, Moradzira went without water as well as food. A human being can theoretically last up to three weeks without food, but water a lot less. Well, in the Bible, doesn't Jesus talk a lot about ways to get Lamborghinis? <laughs> I think he does. Um, yes. you, need, you need to dive right into that book. Uh, staff at a logistics company in Germany threw cocaine with a street value of up to a million dollars, or actually $1.2 million, in the trash not really realizing the packages they had found inside of banana crates were drugs. Authorities said that a fruit logistics company near Munich called police to report that workers had discovered at least 10 pounds of cocaine in organic wow. waste bins on their premises. Uh, police determined that the drugs had been dumped there a day earlier by subcontractors who gave no thought to the foreign objects they found wrapped in tape inside the banana crates before discarding them. Uh, the Munich Customs Office said that the crates had been shipped from Ecuador via the Netherlands. No further packets of the high-grade cocaine was found. Oh, it's just packing coke. Speaking of cocaine, an officer was taken to the hospital after being exposed to cocaine, Albuquerque police say. According to officials, the officer took a man into custody. And when they arrived at the substation, the officer opened the door to the police vehicle. And a cloud of powdery substance came out and the officer inhaled it. Uh, They said the officer started to feel nauseous, had trouble breathing, and even lost consciousness at one point. Uh, Narcan was administered, and he and other officers were transported to the hospital for exposure. At that time, it was unclear what the substance was. Officials later identified the substance as cocaine, and all the officers were sent home from the hospital. It could be one of a number of things. Yeah, the man who was arrested was booked on felony charges. A private zoo in Wisconsin said an alligator might be on the loose in the area. (laughs) Maybe. After apparently escaping from his enclosure. Now listen to this. Doc's Zoo at Doc's Harley-Davidson said an alligator named Rex was discovered to be missing from his enclosure on Saturday. Where a Harley dealership and a zoo. That's exactly it. Steve Doc Hobson, Hopkins, uh, the owner of the zoo, said Rex has been at the facility for 35 years. 
He said he's typically very docile and unlikely to pose a danger to the public. Come down, dry to Harley and pet an alligator. <laughs> he does. He doesn't. <laughs> He said he doesn't go hunt for his food. He's never had to do that, and I don't think he even knows I how. I feed him. I feed him all the time. He's a good alligator. Uh, the zoo said in a Facebook post that Rex has severe arthritis in his jaws, making it very difficult to open his mouth. He's more, older. More than an inch. I mean, I, most of will bleed you out a little bit. He won't kill you. I won't eat you. Uh, Rex is one of four alligators that live at the zoo. Hopkins said the animals at the zoo are typically exotic pets that were surrendered by owners who could no longer care for them. Now, the hippo, that's another issue. Yep. Uh, let's see, in uh, Missoula, Montana, spring in Montana means the emergence of another video of a National Park tourist behaving badly. Darcy Addington shared a video of a grizzly bear charging a tourist that got way too close oh, to the animal. A grizzly bear! Yeah, Addington says that she took the video from the safety of her vehicle in Yellowstone National Park on Monday. The aggravated grizzly came within 15 feet of the woman trying to take a photo with her cell phone, despite several people warning her and others that they were too close. And I mean, I want to fight you. <laughs> Do you see what the park did? I want to no. fight you. The park publicly shamed her. And uh, in Absolutely. an effort, yeah, and, and the reason is they want to protect the people that come to the park yes. and they want to protect the bears. Because if this bear had done anything to they her, they would have to put the bear down. They would have had to put the bear down. She could have died. And so uh, they posted a photo of her on their account. They're looking for her and they're going to try to pros- prosecute I her. Fight you. Yeah. Yeah, you're a crumb bum. He wants to go by uh, that yeah. wall there over there. Oh, yeah. the See that wall? The wall you're standing by, it's like a retaining wall, but it's still a wall. It's not like the alley I was going to take you down. But hey, regardless, I want to fight you. Uh, I will go back to that wall with the three of you. It's, uh, the fourth one, you just stay here. I'll come back for you after I finish with these three. Uh, as many people on social media pointed out, it could have been much worse oh, yeah. uh, for Idiot. the tourists. Like yeah. uh, Yellowstone National Park officials said they were are aware of the video and it's under investigation. Uh, as we've seen before, it could mean consequences. Raymond uh, Ranke of Oregon received a 130-day jail sentence Whoa. after harassing bison in Yellowstone in 2018, as documented in an now viral video. He's also banned from Grand Teton, Yellowstone, National Glacier Parks for a five-year oh probationary period. Yeah, they'll ban you for, for doing stuff like that. So I'd be crying in, in a ball somewhere. Absolutely. <laughs> and you've got to stop this. It is made... Listen, I was, you know, I've been to Yellowstone three times, and every time I've been there, you see signs not only about the wildlife clearly saying... Stay on the walking path. Yeah. Don't step out. And there's idiots all over the place. And it's there's signage that is so clearly marked of what you're not supposed to do. And these morons. You can end up dead. Oh, my God. If you try to get an upskirt from a moose. Oh. Got <laughs> trouble. Try yeah. and forget about the moose if you can't. Why don't place. you forget the moose? Yeah. For a moment. All right, and that's your bizarre file. Yes. Hey, I just want to say something really quick. There is a special little boy who is turning five years old today, and he's only in the car for um, f- like five more minutes. So I All want right. to say happy birthday to Christian. Oh. He's five years old today. Um, Christian came into our life, our, our, my entire family, my cousin. Uh, he, he is uh, living with my cousin right now. She's in the process of adopting him. And he uh, came about a year and a half ago. He is Awesome. He is such a cute little boy. He is so much fun. He loves music. He loves dancing. And uh, we're really happy that he is a part of our life. And I heard you guys are having a Frank Rizzo themed birthday (laughs) party. He loves Frank Rizzo. Right. So listen, I just want to send a message out to Christian and your (laughs) wonderful little boy. (laughs) 
Happy birthday, did you say? Yes, yeah, five. I, I don't want to fight you. You don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. <laughs> no, you. I'll, 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 beat, I'll beat the adults up, but no, I, I, you, <laughs> you get a pass today because it's your birthday. You come back in a couple of years, I'll fight you. <laughs> Let's all sing happy birthday on the count of three. One, two, three. Okay, Christian, I love you. Happy birthday, buddy. Aww. Does he have a sister, Christian? Oh, <laughs> yes. yes! Yes! Woo! Sister Christian. Friday, Mr. Crumbum. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, please. A brother. What's that? A brother. A brother. A brother. Okay. A brother. All right. Uh, we I'll need. Fight him. <laughs> we need to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Don't forget, this time tomorrow morning, we'll be checking in live. Keenan. Eggs with Peg. And it is now going to be. Open to the public. It was a ticketed event. Yeah. I'll get you the details when we return. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi, this is Anthony Ricci with Ricci Brothers Roofing. We've been in business for 30-plus years with you tri-state area, fully shored, free estimates, tons and tons and tons of great reviews. We really stand by our roofing products and... We just like to have a happy customer. Give us a call, 609-381-4173. That's Ricci Brothers Roofing. Wishing best of luck and love to everybody's family. Next message. Hi, I'm calling to show a little love to Kiever Tape and Supply, a wholesale distributor located in Philadelphia. The owner, Kevin, is a specialist in all kinds of adhesive tape and industrial supplies. With over 20 years' experience, he'll personally discuss your supply needs and quote you with the best available pricing. The website is evertape.com, spelled K-E-E-V-E-R, or you can email Kevin directly at kevin at evertape.com. Thank you. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. I think I've got some stories I need to pass along that all center around food. 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 I can tell. Uh, It's connoisseur time. It's time for the connoisseur. Uh, You going to do it? (laughs) I'll put All my right, everyone. Preston's putting on his connoisseur hat. It's, it means a lot to me, man. It really does. Hey, hang go. on, hang on. I gotta get this. Oh, stuff. that's tight. That's a tight fit. It's gotta fit over that's my headphones. Yeah, throw it over your headphones. Your there glasses. we go. There you go. All right, so Steve, I'm going to start with one that speaks directly oh. to you. I know what it is. Yes, because you sent me the story. I, I love right. it. That's why I sent it. I didn't tell Steve yesterday. All right. It. It's about whippets? Nope. Oh. Ooh. But in Conchahawk and coming soon, the couch tomato. Ah! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the couch tomato assigned a lease uh, for the outbound station at 2 Harry Street. It's too Con- hairy, man. I don't know if we could build here. Oh, <laughs> it's like right along the bike trail. It's right yeah. outside the Conchahawk oh, and Train okay. Station. <laughs> Harry? And yeah. listen, I, there's been a number of things there that have never lasted, and I can't understand why. The train station is right there. It's a lovely area. And the bike trail yeah. is right there. I mean, oh. so many people use that bike trail. So yeah. I really think that Couch Tomato is going to do well there. I needed something there last summer. I was riding my bike. I ran out of water in, like, Norristown, and I wanted pizza. 
I, I need a pizza because I thought maybe Tomato there's a soup. little bit of water in that cheese. Yeah. Water in that pizza. No, no, it was it was in the dead of summer, and I was really I was um, I was screwed. And there were there was I, I had to stop at the uh, Norristown train station. You know, I'm going to stop the story now because it's not about that. So having something like that. On the bike trail is perfect. You know, it's interesting you, you say that, Kathy, that there's been a number of places in there and haven't worked out because, you know, the the old adage is location, location, location. It sure is. But I have seen places fail over and over in one spot, but then the right the place right comes thing. in and they give they have quality yeah. products and then they then they last. So You're exactly right. There's you know? been a number of, uh, I think, places throughout Conshohocken, um, a few places, but same thing where it, it just, it didn't work. Nothing was working. And then finally something went in and you're like, okay, oh. what, you know, this is a very populated area. This should work. Mm-hmm. So I think that couch tomato is going to do great. There. It's funny how that works. Cause, cause I'm a, my wife and I are part tiny, 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 tiny investors in, in, in harvest. And so those restaurants, mm-hmm. which are farm to table sort of deal, you would think, okay, it's going to work in this certain area. And, and, and Dave McGrogan, who runs the whole thing, finally you had to like, why isn't this working here? Why does it work here? Right. And, and you're right, Preston. You would think, okay, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. This is going to work here. Yeah. And, um, and, and it doesn't. So, And then you'll see those spots. It's like, this is like right in the main drag. Why isn't this taking? But you're right. Sometimes it just needs to be the right place. Right. Yeah. So like Wilson's Secret Sauce is a barbecue joint down here on, yeah. on Route 1. It's great. I, I, it's awesome. And they are having success. But I watched... Business after business go there. It was an Indian food spot. It was a, a crab cake spot. It was, you know, and it just wasn't working. And then eventually they went there and, and it a- ended up working. Kathy, this place, the, how's the parking for it? Because uh, that, that's right, my main concern. It's right behind a lot. There's a lot. There's a parking lot. I know. So, so this is right down. But um, does that get full from people that are taking the train? Uh, no, there's plenty of parking for the, okay. the train, there's, too. There's, there's just tons of passing through traffic down there. Mm. I, I love to see this get a little bit more filled in with businesses. Well, and also you have all of those high-end apartment buildings right, right on the water that can walk to this place. And, and for lunch. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. And I think, listen, there are some healthier options that they're doing in Conshohocken now, um, but I think this is great. They're, I think this would be a good, we need a good salad place to go to. So, yeah, and that's that's a great thing, and then the pizzas are great, and uh, mm. my, my favorite is the tomato basil soup, so this is great news. Now, I have one, mine is right in Maniunk. You know that uh, which is a, can be a difficult parking wise, but um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, well, and it's great for Conshohocken, yeah, and it's it o- great for the world. <laughs> is it open yet? Because I'm actually going to go ride my bike down that path today. And just uh, wait. I'm just... <laughs> uh, no, fall or winter of okay. oh, this year is when that's coming out. And by the way, not just Manning, but they have a location in Westchester as well. And I'm not sure where in Westchester that is, Kathy. Oh, I think I think <clears throat> so. There used to be Salad Stop was our uh, salad place in Westchester, and I'm pretty sure that they went into when Salad Stop closed. I think they went into Salad Stop. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're they're going to be open up in the fall. So I thought you would like that. Uh, you you Dave. know that's my to- my tomato basil jam is the mm-hmm. couch tomato, and I've I've had their pizza. It's yeah, really the pizza really good I, because yeah. they do they do thin crust, hand tossed and New York style. So I, I dig the thin crust. So I, I haven't had their thin crust, but I got to try that. Good out. news, connoisseur. All yeah. right, uh, here's another story. Back in the 1980s, people ate a lot of processed foods, and these days we're a little more informed about how unhealthy some of those foods really were. Yahoo reports um, the food that should, the 80s food that should never, ever make a comeback. And uh-huh. that is the Oreo Big Stuff. Uh, the treat was released in 1984 and promised to deliver more chocolate and more cream than the original Oreo. Each of the cookies were about three inches in dynam- diameter and clocked in 
uh, with a 319 calories and 13 grams of fat. Each cookie. Per cookie. Each cookie. Wait, That's wait. wrong. Jesus. What? That's wrong. <laughs> um, Preston, oh. I was never a fan of Oh, no, the, no, no. Uh, no, that was no. three cookies. Okay, oh, so right. uh, okay. it was considered one serving of a regular Oreo. Wait, no, no, no. It what? says here. Which is quite a bit when you consider one serving of regular Oreos, which is three cookies, comes in at 160 calories and seven grams of fat. So, yeah, I guess the Oreo Big Stuff was 319 calories. A serving, which is three cookies, Three cookies. So what they're... No, what you're you're saying seems to indicate that one of the Big Stuffs equals three of the regular cookies. So calorically, it would have to because it's... I, I never liked the Big Stuff because to me, and I love Oreos. But to me, that's that blows out of wa- the water the whole cookie to cream ratio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, I am a fan of the thin Oreos. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not big on on icing in general. I will eat it, but if there's too much of it, I will scrape some of it off. And that's mainly what that's what that cream is. It's pretty much icing. It's yeah. for the I most think part. It's, honestly, I think it's woodcock. Um, but whatever <laughs> it is, it tastes good. So I would like the thinner ones as well because there's going to be a little less uh, icing on there. And, and also, your your ratio, your serving size skips up. Mm-hmm. You ever had uh, press? You've been to Freddy's. Uh, you ever had their Oreo ice cream sandwich? Freddie Hill Farms? No, no, Freddie's. Uh, Freddie's Steak Burgers. Oh, no, I have yeah, not. So they have ice cream sandwiches, Steve, that yeah. is, it's an Oreo cookie, but, yeah. but it, the size of that big stuff, big with custard in the middle, and they also have one that's a Nutter Butter as well. Ooh, I'm sure those are healthy. Yeah, right. I, I would have to imagine that doctors give you prescriptions for those. Yeah. I loved Nutter Butters when I was a kid. Those oh. were my favorite. Have another Nutter Butter Peanut Butter <laughs> Sandwich <laughs> Cookie. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't remember that? Yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> some think that the product was pulled due to the USDA's 1980 dietary guidelines for Americans, but that has not been confirmed. Now, this is the, this is the uh, is this the ice cream cookie you're talking about, Case? Yep. Up in the studio, there's a picture mm-hmm. that looks quite good. Yeah. It's amaze balls. That's total 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 amaze balls. Um, these days, you can get your fix with Oreo Mega Stuff. Uh, two of those cookies come in at 100 calories, nine grams of fat, and 17 grams of sugar. Or you know, wow. 12 Oreos, which, 17 which grams of sugar, unreal. Okay, so uh, that's what they're saying. They that should never make it back from the 80s. Okay, this story I'm bummed out about, and you guys probably will not care at all. Oh no, I see it, and Ar- I do care. Arby's is doing away with their potato cakes. I don't know what those okay. are. No, 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 no. I, I listen. They're a little triangular. They're almost I, like hash browns. I love them. Oh, I love yeah. them. I do too. I, I used to love. I love. Good. <laughs> I love potatoes fried and crushed. Yeah. Uh, I do too. And, and potato they're cakes. They're terrible for you, but they are good. horrible. Mm-hmm. They are. They're basically oil sponges, <laughs> but they're good. Mm-hmm. So Arby's was the only fast food place near my house that I could like walk to or ride my like bike a man. To. But we went there often, and we, my buddy Matt, he was a paper boy, and if we didn't have any money, he'd just go collect from a couple of houses, and then he'd take us to Arby's. And, right. and Houses he, he didn't even deliver to. No, no, man. So anyway, he basically stole from these people so we could eat <laughs> stuff our fat faces at Arby's. But what Preston, a crumb bum. Yeah, what a crumb bum. Mm-hmm. But we had, um, we had this... A technique to eat these potato cakes. Okay, you know? do tell, do tell. Right. I'm intrigued. We basically back in the day in the 80s, 90s, uh, all the tables had ketchup and Arby's sauce and actually horsey sauce, um, s- squeezable yeah. thingies, yeah, bottles, yeah. 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 
Uh, we would. I, By the way, it looked like, like he was power milking a cow. Oh, this is what he was trying to figure out. What that was. I couldn't come up with the word. Squeeze bottles. Yeah. Squeeze bottles, and we would get our potato cakes and inject them with ketchup and Arby's sauce. Would you so, have to make a hole in the? Yeah, you just you just put the you know you. Oh, almost stab like it. A, like a syringe. Yeah, like a yeah. syringe. You'd stab it, and then that I like way you that. don't hate that. You didn't have to dip into it. You it was because a, dipping is so. It oh, hurts. It's so hard. Yeah. It yeah. really tears uh, up your shoulder. I just I loved dipping those things in the Arby sauce, mm. uh, and and there were I would always get those because you couldn't get them anywhere else. You couldn't get anything like that. I'm not a big fan of the curly fries. I don't hate them, no. but I do not prefer them. What? what? <sighs> you love them? Oh my god! No. I would much rather no. those. No. I'm with you on the okay. curly fries. I don't hate them, but, with, but they're okay. Oh. They're okay. It's <laughs> oh. Okay, but the seasoning I, I, gets a little overbearing yes, after a while. Yes, yes, right. that's what it is. Maybe because they, like you can't find them everywhere. That's why I like them. Well, like okay. same thing. With- However, uh, we're talking about different design. I am a, a an ardent fan of the waffle fry. Right. Me too. With that uh, Chick Fil A has. Yeah, no, those are good. Too. What were you going to say, Kathy? That uh, you can find them. You can't find them in uh, in many places. Or just like it's it's not like it's a standard to have regular. You go anywhere, you can get regular fries. You can't always get yeah, um, these. Or I mean, sweet potato fries are becoming more popular. But I do love of- sweet potato fries. Yeah. So <laughs> they're going to replace the potato cakes with crinkle fries. Crinkle fries. Oh, yeah, they're going to make the classic curly fries um, and the crinkle fries permanent menu items, or at least the the, the crinkle fries would be a permanent menu. Item. I love crinkle fries. I love steak fries. I love f- a regular thin French fries. I love shoestring fries. How about shoestring fries? fries? Yeah, I, absolutely. I, like I do. Too. I'm not a big fan of curly fries. You got to eat the shoestring fries quickly because yes. they get cold right. very, very fast. Then you're just eating toothpicks. Yeah. Do you, you even have any Arby's near you? No. Yeah. Um, Do you even? Yeah. Uh, no, the nearest one actually is Norristown. And and sometimes on the way home, I'll yeah. hit Where that. And then there's one. I drive to Cedar Rapids. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's right between Bluebell and Norristown. It's on Route 202. Or on, uh, I'm sorry, on um, Germantown Pike. Um, okay. So. Uh, yeah, on your way down the shore. Germantown yeah. Pike and, and, and 202, I believe. Right there, the DeKalb there's, Pike. It's not yeah, Germantown a, and 202. It's, yeah. Oh. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I think, yes, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Right, okay, okay. And then there's one in, uh, um, there's another one not too far right. from, from there as well. Arby's roast West beef. North. I, have to th- I hate to throw this at you, Connoisseur. Uh, Arby's roast beef sandwiches or Roy Rogers roast beef sandwiches? Oh, I'd say Lion's Choice roast beef sandwiches in St. Louis. Really? <laughs> yes, well, the best make, ever. What makes that? Uh, I don't know. I miss I li- them. I like the thin cut. Um, but I tell Arby's you, what, would I, be mine. you know what? I don't remember uh, Roy Rogers. I never had theirs. Okay, uh, but so I like Arby's. Yeah, I, I love Arby's actually. Far superior, Arby's. Arby's. Arby's? Right. No, okay. thank no you, sir. Hands down. Um, <laughs> just felt like uh, that was kind of like burn. He's like a uh, Pez, cheerfully Pez. No okay. question about it. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So anyhow, no. <laughs> it was kind of like that. It was kind of like that. No more potato on. cakes, man. That's upsetting. I don't like that. I'm sorry. I hate giving negative news in the. Uh, uh, connoisseur segment, but we need to find... It's, it's like the connoisseurs in memoriam section. Yeah, you know what? It is kind of like that. Uh, how about this? A, a professor of, of, has found that a very specific type of taco is likely better for curing a hangover than all others. Oh. Uh, it is the... Uh, like a hairy taco? Berea taco. The Berea Taco? B-I-R-R-I-A is how you spell that. And I've never is, heard of that. this is better for managing a hangover? Yeah, so Dr. Stephen Alvarez is an associate professor of literature at St. John's University, where he teaches a course called Taco Literacy. 
Uh-huh. And he explains that birria is a slow-cooked meat uh, and chili stew with roots in Jalisco, uh, oh no, Jalisco, Mexico. Uh-huh, Mexico. Uh, bur- yeah, since I went dead, said Jalisco, Jalisco, <laughs> may as well say Mexico. Um, birria is, uh, birria, I guess as I say it, is made with goat meat. Goat uh-huh. meat. And Alvarez explains one of the reasons why uh, birria has... Lots of spices and chilies is to mellow the goat's flavor. I uh, adds that uh, cooks... Your goat needs to mellow out, man. <laughs> Ever had goat before? Yep. I don't think I have. Yeah, it's good. Is it good? Yeah. It's okay. Good. What about his taco meat? Does that make it, uh, well, any sense this, to you? Well, this story is making my mouth water. Um, so he adds that... i uh, fill my mouth up with goat. Cooks would slowly braise the goat in a complex chili broth or consomme. I like a braise. And to many, uh, this consomme is the most <laughs> treasured part of the dish. Braised just means cooked slowly, right? Yeah, kind of like a stew. Ro- roasted slowly. Yeah, yeah. it, it uh, softens the meat, you mm-hmm. know, it, it makes it good for a taco. You That's need why to I go... spend some time with a goat. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I go with the uh, barbacoa over at the Chipotle. Big fan. Yeah. Uh, so today, uh, Birrierios. <laughs> I don't know where these taco pictures are coming from, but they look damn good. Uh, <sighs> can be found throughout Mexico and in the U.S., and it's all, it's uh, a food often enjoyed at big gatherings. Uh, but apparently, the fattiness and spiciness of the dish yeah. also makes it a hangover you know what? miracle. You're assuming you know what? that anything that mitigates the 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 excess alcohol in your system, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, oh, go ahead. No, where I've had one, and where I had goat. Uh, have you guys been to the Lombrada restaurants? Mm-hmm. There, there, I don't know how many of them there are. I, I believe it's a smaller chain, but there's one near the Whole Foods in Devon uh, off of Route 30. And I had a goat meat burrito taco there, and it was fan freaking tastic. Okay. Nice. You guys ever hear, heard of uh, Foxy Lady Chef? Uh, she's on Instagram here in Philadelphia. No. Marissa, Marissa has. Uh, her latest picture is a uh, it's a banging ass Berea taco. Okay. Apparently, so- you can find them everywhere in Philadelphia. I just found an article that um, okay, Philly Mag did, and so uh, this is all the rage now. Go yeah, go I, tacos. I guess so, Marissa. Well, th- I'm not going to pretend they're new because they've been around probably for centuries, but they're becoming trendy. Okay, and so they're more exciting than just regular tacos as we know them. And Preston, this is why I think you would like it. It comes with a dip. Okay. So oh, kind dip. of like, uh, yeah, you like dip it in. What what's the sandwich like? A Monte Cristo that you dip into a or or no, a, a French dip. Yeah, yeah. French dip. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So I think you you dip the taco as you're eating it, so you're getting all these extra flavors. I like that. Mm-hmm. I have to try this. <coughs> I'm, yeah. So the, and I don't think I've ever had goat before. Yeah. I, you know, I do like fish tacos, and I thought I never would. Like a salmon taco? Oh, I love fish tacos. Apparently, <laughs> if you like, yeah, Kathy, this article, the Philly Mag, but there's a, like, underground Reddit subreddits about, like, the uh, taco trucks in, like, the middle of South Philly that have the best authentic tacos like Oh, this. yeah, it's, the, it's on here. That truck is on here. Oh, awesome. Okay. Casey, was that lady the one that was on the uh, chef's table that you were talking about? Foxy Lady Chef? Uh, there was that South Philly barbacoa. We talked about it one time, and it's that, like it's a hole in the wall place. And or am I thinking of two different people? You might. I, I don't know uh, okay. to answer your question, so I, I can't uh, confirm or deny. There was a great show, and it, it featured barbacoa uh, Mexican food being served or, or Latin American food being served in South Philly, and it's called South Philly barbacoa. We talked mm. about it a while back, and right. uh, it ended up on Netflix. And I don't know if Foxy Lady Chef. Oh yeah, is I remember a, that is associated with that or not. But well, man, did that! I've never been there. I really want to go. But it's one of those places where like you have to line up at a certain hour, and they only serve so much food during the day, and then it's gone. Well, apparently she was a Top Chef alum. Okay, I guess maybe season six. But okay. uh, you know, my buddy turned me on to her and said that she was, and I don't think she's there anymore. 
Uh, but she basically was cooking out of oh man, uh, underground arts. Maybe there was a. Okay, so um, anytime you talk about the city, I kind of turn and look at Marissa, and she gave me the nod. What's this story with underground arts and the food scene there? So Foxy Lady Chef was doing pop-ups every couple of Saturdays um, at Underground Arts. She was making ramen and these tacos. Um, Nick, South Philly Barbacoa, is a different chef. Okay. She has a restaurant in the Italian market. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. All that information that Marissa has. I just just wanted to bring up one thing. Um, You you were talking about the places where you have to go and, like, line up, and it made me think of this place and i can't remember if i if i brought this up to you guys or not but um jace played soccer in elkins park this year and every time leaving his games uh it would maybe be about like 10 10 30 the games would be over and i drive through elkins park and there was a line out the door for the cheesecake lady now i don't know anything about her i never heard of her i i but it's a cute little store it's white with like uh pink molding around it and people free come in for some cheesecake (laughs) Freezing cold would be lined up outside of her store around the block. So I'm like, every time I go by, I'm like, cheesecake. What wasn't it? Cheesecake lady. Cheesecake lady. Yeah, I mean, obviously it must be delicious cheesecake, but I think you can just go pick it up. She's selling. Crack. <laughs> yeah, or she's selling other stuff. Yeah, no. I, I, when you do, I, I can't help it. Like every time Delisandro's uh, when I pass by, there is always a line, always a line. But I want, like, I I can't wait in the line, you know, at yeah. that time. You but got like, a kid, and yeah. Right, yeah. But I want, I have to try You're a wealthy businesswoman. I want to try it. Okay. Uh, hang on a second. I want to go to Gene. Uh, hey, Gene, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, man? Hey, so I just wanted to tell you guys about this spot over in South Philly. Uh, they pop up at 7th and McKean. Uh, it's called Burrito Feliz Philly. You can find them on Instagram. It's a slamming taco truck. And Casey, I just want to say it's Beria. Not Berea. Ah, Beria. Ah, Beria. All right, I, I was mispronouncing it the whole time. So Beria, yeah, like beer. They got the elotes there, which is the corn dipped in the mayo with the cheese, churros. It's it's definitely the cheese and the dipping and the tastings, the cheese and the dipping sauces, and the horsey sauce and the things and the goats and the goats and the things. It is so good. Goats and the things and they eat garbage. Thanks for the heads up, Gene. We appreciate it. Mexican street corn. Nice. Oh, yeah, Mexican street corn is good. Love Mexican yeah, street corn. The sleep oh, and the cars and the so good. The pedestrians. Uh, you know what? It, uh, I'm just going to vent for just a okay. smidge <laughs> moment. You know, I, I think I'd mention the anger and the things that you want to get off your chest. The number one uh, uh, restaurant in the world or whatever, that yeah. uh, Laser Wolf or whatever. Yeah. I mentioned a little while back. Yeah. So, told Marissa to see if that maybe they might want to come on and say hi and congratulate. He said no. He said Whoa. no. He said no. What? Oh, man. I got a no. I don't know what that was all about. He said they weren't available at this time, but they're going to come out soon because they have some new announcements that they want to wait for. Oh. So they said no right now. No right now. Well, we are opening right up now. a competing restaurant called Photon Phaser Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. Photon Phaser Wolf. Photon Phaser Wolf, which sounds, is even better than Laser Wolf. I, I like that. All right. Uh, let me see what else I got here for you. Connoisseur. All right. Let's go to IHOP. These are these uh, segments are so difficult sometimes because I know. I, I'm ravenous now. Me too, and I'm going through all these stories, and I only have so much time, and I have lots of stories. <sighs> all right, IHOP. Yeah, right. and I'm glad you, you have a story about that IHOP uh, situation as a kid. 
Uh, no, oh. no, 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 I don't. But, you know, I always have stories. Yeah. But I do... Um, I want you to continue with the story, Preston, but I did have an invention I thought of a couple, a couple of stories ago. It, that might help with, that might, might help with help. dialysis. But I, thought of this, I thought of this a couple of yeah. stories ago. Yeah. But you're talking be, about the IHOP, but I think I've invented a new system of dialysis. But it would be perfect at a place like IHOP. Okay. All okay. Right. All right. Okay. So All right. IHOP unveiled plans for a fast, casual restaurant called Flipped. Uh, it's F-L-I-P apostrophe D. By IHOP. Uh, so they unveiled those plans back in 2019, and now Flipped will become a reality with four initial locations opening. Uh, the first will be in New York City. Uh, the company says that the new brand aims to address the growing demand for made-to-order breakfast, lunch, and dinner that is convenient and fresh. Uh, the other three locations will be in Lawrence, Kansas, Columbus, Ohio, and Dublin, Ohio. So what uh, distinguishes Flipped from an IHOP? I don't know. I, I guess it would be because IHOP, I mean, it's already a sit-down restaurant. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. of Fast Casual as uh, uh, a little less of a sit-down place. But you can sit down if you want to. Um, so I don't know if it's going to be, this is I guess, like- smaller. Le Cracker Barrel, Le which cracker is the bar- more <laughs> Le Cracker Barrel. All right, what was your invention, kid? All right, so and and I might you got the spotlight. You got yeah. I'm, I might need to talk to my therapist, Kathy Romano, about this one because uh, it has to do with buttering things. Like, oh my uh, God, again with the buttering. We saw, by the way, just, just quickly jump yeah. in. We looked at flipped, and it didn't appear. It, it appeared like a um, like like a riff on IHOP. Okay. Yeah, but but more more uh, less. And this was in a strip mall. It so, was in a so strip mall, well, as opposed to a standalone, standalone building. Exactly. So maybe that's what they're going yeah. for. But also think of like IHOP meets Chipotle, where you kind of right, walk in, in a battle, and, and everything's just kind of sitting there at a uh, uh, like, like a, a counter. And well, not a buffet, but you go, okay, I want two of these, and you know, uh, two, you actually yeah. talk to the people preparing right. the food and tell them what you want, and then you right. say, I want two of these, and they say, that's the cash register. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I want three of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so um, when you go to a restaurant like uh, an IHOP or a diner or whatever, right. my biggest pet peeve is when the butter is too hard. Get back to the butter. I, I know, but when it's too hard and it doesn't melt on whatever you're trying to put it on, right. whether it be toast or pancakes or waffles. I showed you a little trick for that. I know. Well, I so my trick is, and it only works if they're the individually foiled wrapped butter. Right, right. You hold them in your hand, you let your body heat Soften it up. Or yeah, that. come under or, your balls. Or you lean it on your uh, on your coffee mug. Your coffee mug. Mm-hmm. Now, my thought here is, what if you had, like, uh, a little warming thing that you could put butter... Syrup. And syrup on... Right. ...where the butter was already essentially melted, and then you could just pour... Well, set- I'd like to add to this. Okay. Because it kind of exists when eating seafood, right? Like, they will bring you melted butter... Melted butter. ...when you're going to have lobster or, yeah. or crab or whatever. Right. Why not... Do the same thing at an IHOP. Yes. I'm with, um, because oh, fully melted? Melted butter like, is awesome. Well, it's <laughs> so great. Here, here's the deal with melted butter. If you it's let it... the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. If you let it sit for a while, it separates. Yes. Uh, but um, they are able to do er. that for... Um, w- what you would need is you would need a brush then. Right, so isn't you it... Can't, a- you can't use a knife to spread it on your bread. True. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, but at this point, like, it's on the customer, and you're, you as a restaurant are providing said customer with what they are desiring, which is what Casey brought up. So, so that part of the process is on the customer to then apply the butter to the product that they want to eat in a, in a time that's appropriate. Preston. Not on the restaurant. What I if, put it to you, Greg. What <laughs> if, Nick, what if there was like a hookah pipe type attachment? You sat around that was Little a tube. big bubbling cauldron of butter. Okay. Uh-huh. With, and each every person had like a pneumatic spray nozzle. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. All right, that seems more practical. That does seem more yeah. practical yeah. to have. I mean, By the way, I've been with Casey when he has ordered breakfast and gone, can you, okay, this this might be, I hope this isn't too much to yeah. ask. Are you serious? Can you have them please put the butter on the bread while it's still hot, while the <laughs> toast is still hot? Yeah. It, I've seen him ask for that. Because I hate it when they give you, listen, I don't mind toast that isn't warm. I'm not a try, savage. Try, no, I, exactly. But try spreading butter on room temperature toast. You well, just can't do it. <laughs> It's not real. <laughs> and it comes right out of the I fridge, think, right? You know, so like well, you're dealing with, with cold butter at that well, point. Well, they do they do make butters um, that are, it depends on what they're buying. Because like we buy, I forgot what the brand is at home. It's a softer butter right out of the tub, even though it comes out of the fridge. Flaccid butter. Um, flaccid <laughs> butter. Yeah. No, but like those little country crock individual yes. serving yes. things. Spreadable butter. Those are soft yeah. So so However... Whenever I have anything like having a bagel or English muffin, I take the butter tray, yeah, put it in the microwave for about five seconds, ready to go. Yeah, because yeah. if you do if you do ten, then you have liquid. A liquid, you <laughs> drink it. By the way, my cousin she doesn't put her butter in the fridge. She She's a whore. Well, that's, uh, Casey, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, so, you don't have to. so if you don't have to, then it's up to the restaurant. It doesn't need to be in the fridge. Leave it out then. Yeah. F- so when you serve it to the table, it's not rock hard. Yeah. Rock hard. Yeah. <laughs> she said rock hard, like a penis. He's a wiener. Wiener, this butter's so rock hard. <laughs> you did it to yourself, I don't guys. even know how I could possibly get it all in my mouth. Oh, boy. <laughs> I would imagine for... Could for... you help me unfurl this curly fry? Uh, most of the time, when you... At a restaurant, especially I'm thinking like diner, Casey, because yeah. you're thinking like IHOP. It comes out in those little mm-hmm. foil, singly, uh, yeah. single-wrapped packages, <laughs> singly. <laughs> and uh, I assume for, for packaging purposes, because they probably come in a big box, that those need to stay cold <laughs> so they don't the weight doesn't squish down on them and, me, and flatten them out. <laughs> okay. Trying to get the get soft. cream to stay on my hot dog. Could you help me put it on? But I still think it's the restaurant's responsibility. Then take some out I do. for when the customers come. I agree. I, I believe there, there are all yeah. sorts of issues. It's funny because we talk about things that are they're, they're constantly making innovations. And, and the, the management of butter, and I know that, I know this is a bizarre thing, well, but it is, it's woefully inadequate in today's modern restaurant. I mean, does anybody like it rock hard? <laughs> Ow, that hurts. Are you done yet? <laughs> Brothers and sisters is on. Oh my god! Oh my god! I should really go back and watch that. Yeah. A text here says, "Put the butter in a warm butter cup." Why don't you build me yeah, up, build me up, buttercup, baby, just to let me down, let melt me down. down. There's our sing along. And then somebody texts and said, "Casey, your butter issues are mind blowing." I know. <laughs> <laughs> butter is is honestly a, a, in. For you, it's a uh, its own food group, uh, you know. And I love butter, but my son really? loves butter. It's insane when yeah. you see him butter his toast or whatever. It's like, dude, that's and even I say that's excessive, bro. Yeah. Would you skip the butter if it didn't come out melted? Like, would you just have toast? No, I would just sit on it like a chicken and an egg and just, <laughs> you know warm it. No, no, I would figure out a way to make it work. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> my mom eats saltines with butter. 
And I find we used that to do to be, that. Okay, is that we used a, to do that, and, and we would even you bake them. Bake them. Thank you, bake Steve. Em. Yeah, put a little Girl, garlic on them. Yeah, put yep. a uh, set the the oven on on broil, yeah. and then and you th- and you don't have to leave them in there long. You butter them, and Great. they come out toasty, yummy, man. Yeah. You want to talk yeah. about like a like a cheap, easy sort of yep. um, uh, app uh, app or something, yep. or just to, to put out at a party? Mm-hmm. They're great. Yeah, my mom is a uh, like at least once a week we'll have Progresso split pea soup. With salted, uh, buttered saltines. Buttered saltines. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, you ever put margarine on butter? No. <laughs> margarine so on good. butter? I it's... like it at a, at a nice restaurant when you get the butter served and it's soft like Casey oh. likes and the, the, they sprinkle the salt on top of it. Yeah. You know, for like yeah. a warm yeah. warm roll. Yep. That I like is that nice every time. Time. I agree. like this. <laughs> mm. butter? It's rock hard. I like <laughs> Okay. These are really oh, this is exactly what we're talking about. There's a picture of it up in the uh, studio. It's awesome of uh, uh, the, cracker the saltines that have been buttered. Oh, yeah. It oh. looks like they, it looks like they might have sprinkled a little parmesan on there too. Steve, I never did that. I'm going to eat good, this goddamn console. It's hey, a good idea. What's that dessert called? You I basically was, okay. Just thinking what? That. All right. With the saltines, the butter, and then there's like like chocolate, chocolate yes. or something on it. Yes. 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 It's so easy to make. I Even Kathy could do it. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Oh, I never have. It's saltine cracker toffee and chocolate. Or saltine cracker candy. That's from the girl who ate everything.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Christmas crack. Somebody else had named yeah. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember those. Yeah. I've never made that, but yeah, that's really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Some peanut butter, maybe? Yeah. Ooh. Maybe so. That's, that's yeah. toffee. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, I could take that. That's world. fine. No? Okay. no? In my world, it's peanut butter. All right. Uh, so Nick pulled up a. a uh, uh, a recipe on foodnetwork.com. You know who did it? Trisha Yearwood. No oh, way. She's a singer. Country singer. Oh, I thought she was a dancer. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, no she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Oh, my God. Stop. Stop. <laughs> and thus is the end of our segment. <laughs> oh, okay. That's it. You know what? That'll, yeah, that'll wrap up the connoisseur. <laughs> I can keep going if you want. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry. We oh, ran out of time. We did run yeah. out of time. I'm yeah. sorry. There's, of course, there's always the home version of the game. Um, I... <laughs> I do, I do kind of want to hear the story that Ted on line one has. <laughs> okay, let's go to him. Hi, uh, Ted. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Long-time listener, uh, first-time caller, actually. Oh, nice. Right, cool. Well, you're in luck because we were about to skip right over you until KC threw you a lifeline. What do you want to tell us, Ted? So uh, back in the day, 10 years ago, I'm 34 now, so I was 24, uh, we went to uh, Dunnelin, uh to eat on the break. And uh, I used to live on the Jersey Shore, so we're an hour and a half away. So we get there, play in the arcade, have a lot of fun, and then we go to the IHOP, which is about a few doors down. Sit down at the IHOP, and we're just hanging out. And I'm infamous for, like, completely screwing and tattooing my best friend with all these pranks and tricks. So my friend goes to the bathroom, and his brothers and his cousins are all there. And I said, listen... Just go with whatever I say. Just whatever I say, just go with it. Oh, God. And they're like, they're like, all right, no problem. So he gets back, and I said, hey, uh, Raphael, are you going to go for the uh, T-shirt today? And he's like, what are, you t- what are you talking about, Ted? And I'm like, the T-shirt. If you eat at least 30 pancakes today, you go ahead and get a shirt. Oh, my and God. Super easy, super simple, like 30 pancakes, and you're good. Now, just as a precursor, this guy is like 230 pounds, muscle bound guy. Yeah, okay. he eat like a pig. The guy is like an animal. Right. So, 
he's eating pancakes. And this is when there was all you can eat pancakes. So he's yeah. eating pancakes, eating pancakes. He gets to 36. <laughs> 36, and, uh, dude. 36. And I, the waiter's name, Daryl, this big uh, big dude, comes comes over and Raph's like, all right, I'm good. I'm ready for my shirt now. <laughs> and Daryl looks at him like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, effing Ted. <laughs> oh, my God. So he's all so so we're on our way home and he's driving home and you could see the sweat beating from his face yeah. and I know that he's got to go to the bathroom like you know he's he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> have a problem yeah. if he doesn't get to the bathroom soon. Yeah. So we finally get to a Wawa and you could see him penguining, <laughs> walking into the Wawa oh, and you could see how how like short he has to go. So I run ahead of him into the Wawa and I go, yeah. Hey guys. Watch out! He's gonna poop his pants. Watch out, guys! And everybody in the Wawa just starts busting laughing. Oh, it's eleven thirty at night. The oh, person man. there, the are the associates, and he's looking at me. He had this nasty look for me for the rest of the night. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Ted, craziest thing. Ted, did he ever get back at you? You know, that's the most ridiculous part. We're still best friends today, yeah. and he never. He never tricks me back. It's wow. like a one-sided thing. I'm sure eventually yeah, I'm going to get it really bad. Yeah, yeah, he's probably just saving it up. Yeah, it's only yeah. been 10 years. Right, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's still working on the There's right There's still idea. time. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my God, that's a great story. All right, thanks for calling, like man. We appreciate it. Uh, definitely. Have a good one, guys. All right, see you later. All right, that was a good call, Case. Right. Thank you very much. All right, now we need to wrap the segment up, so no more uh, connoisseur stories for now, but i got a giant stack of them right here waiting for you at any given time, so we will revisit. Uh, let's take a quick break and come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Rock history. When longer was better. And this Memorial Day weekend, 93.3 WMMR is going to pull out some of your favorite long songs. Six, seven, 12 minutes? Heck yeah! Listen every hour and soak in the epic excess while you inhale smoke from the barbecue grill. And the golden rays from the sun, the heavens will shine down upon us to signal the beginning of the summer season. And geez, guys, what is this? War and Peace? Okay, blah, 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 down the shore. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Smart speakers, the MMR app. Okay, here we go. Squonk? Yes. Alice's Restaurant? No, that's for Thanksgiving, Pierre. So, long songs every hour, all weekend. From the station that sometimes has a little problem getting to the point. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that blah, 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 you know the rest. Uh, we're going to try some out since we were talking about uh, the author of uh, Very Hunger. Hungry Caterpillar passing away, and we're talking about the Backyardians and some old TV shows and books and things like that. Uh, Marissa whipped together a game we can play. That sort of parlays this whole notion into fun and excitement. It's called Rockabye Baby, and they are children's uh, lullabies, but rock songs. We've done this before. It's actually a lot of fun. Yeah, 215-263-WMMR, and all you have to do is identify the song. That's all you got to do. Give us the title of the song. And uh, we can set you up with a prize, and we have a few different things. So we'll we'll give you a moment or two uh, to get on board. 215-263-WMMR, the number. A reminder that tomorrow is Eggs with Peg. Yeah. And it is sponsored by friends at Coors. 
And uh, we'll be checking in with uh, Brent Porsche tomorrow morning. I'm looking forward to it. Because, listen, uh, we'll, we'll be here, obviously, checking in vis-a-vis the uh, the setup, and it'll be nice, and, and the, the restrictions were relaxed. But uh, I'm glad that it, they're they're going to be able to, to get a little bit more back to normalcy, and this just means we are, uh, you know... Um, Next year is going to be exactly what we want it to be. Spending the day with you the way we normally do, but uh, this will be this will be yeah. nice. This will be a nice patch. It's progress, right? It's pro- that's exactly it. Slow and steady, and you know, just a return to some level of normalcy for a lot of people. It sucks that we can't be there, but uh, some people can, and they're going to yeah. enjoy themselves. Nick, the core. Uh, this I keep telling people: going to the core, oh my god, uh, a golf outing. And 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 hey, and you know, hand on a shoulder and, and saying, "Hey, get, taking a picture and smiling and you know, mask off outside and, and, and the whole thing." It felt so good. I hugged it, people that yes. I hadn't seen in a year and a half. It too, was you know, it was fantastic. Good. Yeah, it really was. It's good. Can you guys go for just a second? I yes, yeah, absolutely. Do you need to go home? I gotta uh, run. I gotta well, run out for a minute. While you're doing that, maybe on my own. Are you gonna go to that office. pizza? I'll be right back. All right, go back. He's gonna go get pizza. Steve, there was one thing that I wanted to bring up while Preston's running sure. out, and uh, our buddy Big Daddy Graham was able to go to the Sixers game last night, and he was paralyzed like a year and a half ago. Yes, with a blood clot that went to. Uh, Went to his spine, and so it was. Uh, it was terrifying. It was really bad. He Mike Jarek did a, a nice piece with him, if you remember. A while yeah, ago. yeah. He, he was in the hospital for a long time, and so his daughter Ava posted on Twitter last night a picture of um, Big Daddy Graham at the Sixers game. Sixers won, which was a great thing, and and so he was able to be there. Uh, John Clark tweeted some stuff out too, so um, I'm glad to see him out smiling and and being at a really. It was know, great to see him pour that popcorn too. On the, uh, <laughs> no, he didn't do no. that. No, he didn't do That's that. So funny, and there's some idiots out there. Go, it's just popcorn. No, it's a disrespectful is what it is. Well, it also adds to the reputation of the, uh, of of the course. city. Yeah. People don't think that, do they? They don't. they don't think of the big picture. I think of the you're, big collective. You're uh, <laughs> you're doing it in front of the, the national spotlight. Yeah. It's going to impact our city as a whole and the reputation. Do something. Stop, to quote the great Mel Gibson, mm-hmm. stop doing, doing that. Being that. <laughs> think stop about things that. that were actually, Casey, that were classy. Yeah. Like... Uh, bending over to eat horse crap after <laughs> after a giant after, gi- after Villanova wins the national championship, puking that, on the kid that, in front of you that, at the baseball that's a game. personal mm-hmm. thing. That's beautiful. Here, you look hungry. Here's some food. <laughs> you know, I get that. Uh, no, listen. There was a there was a Knicks fan who spit uh, either at or on a Hawks player last night, and people are going, Ooh, but. That guy spit on Trey Young, and okay, well that's, that's that. Bad too. That's that's that. It's all bad. That does not mean that throwing popcorn at a player coming off of the court is okay. You don't you don't want to call it assault. Whatever. Well, what do you want to call it? And if it is you coming off the court, or your son, or your daughter, it's your grandmother. It's not okay. You as a fan are allowed, and your role as a fan is to do one of two things: cheer or boo. Yeah, that's it. That is it. That is your role, and that is all you get to do. Sorry. Uh, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, it's stupid. All right. I had. I Did had, you lose something? I lost them. I, I what? Lost. Is it your porn stash? I had three butt plugs. Oh, oh man. Uh, charity things. And I, Are they on the um, page? On, on Would we be able to find the information on No, no. Uh, I, had, I, I hadn't forwarded them to Nick yet or anything. All right. I, so you just got that they're fresh butt plugs and they're not yeah. anywhere to be found. Start out tonight, man. I don't know. So, anyway. I'll try to find them and well, maybe we, pass them We'll certainly be able to impart them tomorrow. tomorrow. All right. Uh, you ready to play this contest? Yes, absolutely. Rock-a-bye, baby. All right. Uh, the number is 215-263-WMMR. Um, we'll, you know, maybe go through three or four or five, well, depending, uh, listeners per each one of these and see if you can identify the song. 
And if you do, then we have a variety of different prizes that we can give away to you. So let's get to it. We will go to Ryan, first of all. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Alan! 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 Steve! 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 All right, you ready for this first one? Yeah, sure. All right, let's see if you can get this. Here we go. <laughs> German baby shark. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. Kind of let you go, man. No. Steve! Uh, Alan! Alan! That was Ryan. Oh, Ryan. he said Alan. <laughs> Steve! All right. Let me go to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Good. We're going to try the same one out on you. Did you hear it? I did. I did. I don't know if hearing more is going to help, but I will listen more. If I'll play a little more. bit more for you. Well, this is the, right. the beginning of it again, so... So what is that, Chris? I don't have a clue. Ah! Ah! It's actually... All right. Uh, Well, I got it quickly. One more caller. We'll go to Chris T. Hey, Chris, you're on. Good morning. Cousin Larry Appleton. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. No, Appleton. 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 Um, All right, Chris, you heard it, right? Running with the devil? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, you are correct. And here's what we got for you, my man. All right, you just won yourself a case of... Stella! Stella Artois. Your table is ready in the Life Artois. Hey, Stella! See you soon for a Stella Artois draft at Cavanaugh's Rittenhouse in Center City, Philadelphia. Oddly enough, we're going to go to a caller named Kyle right after we played that Stella clip. That's Kyle Eckel. Uh, Hey, Kyle, are you there? Hey, what up, Sunblurk? <laughs> Sunblurk. Okay. What was that? Sunblurk. That was a Preston flub at one point. You I to, said that? You meant to say Sunblock, and you said Sunblurk. Sunblurk is great. Yeah. Well done, Kyle. Sunblurk. All right, Kyle, I'm going to play a fresh one for you. I'm going to put you on hold so you get better audio, okay? Wonderful. All right, let's put him on hold. Casey, cue me up another one. I if got you, will, you this one, brah. Here we go.
think that's enough? I think so. All right. It's also... I don't want to give a clue. I'm having a hard time hearing it. Like, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking yeah. at the title. I... Now I do. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to go uh, back to Kyle and see if he can figure it out. Kyle? Yeah, I got it. It's Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Yeah! Oh, my God. Brother. <laughs> I can't hear it. I have no idea. What oh, you really? Uh, couldn't hear it, huh? You couldn't hear it. You couldn't hear it? Yes. Couldn't hear it. No. Could you hear it? What? What'd you say? Uh, well, there's nothing I can do for you, Kyle. Sorry about that, man. Thanks for calling in, though. We appreciate it. All right. I, I don't. If I give a clue, it would be unfair. But I, we don't I, need a clue. Yeah, we don't need a clue. We're gonna go to Anthony. See if he knows. Yo, Anthony. You. Good morning, it. Good morning, it. So, did you hear it? I heard it. I know exactly what it is. It's Rocket Man by Elton John. Yeah. Yeah. One moment, and we'll get your information, and we'll set you up with this. Hey, Anthony, you won yourself a case of Stella. Stella Artois. Stella! Your table is ready in the Life Artois. See you soon for a... Hey! Stella! Draft at Kavanaugh's Rittenhouse in Center City, Philadelphia. I want to play a little bit of that again, Steve, because there's a little moment where it goes... Ding, 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 ding. I know, I love it. And it sounded like Fred Flintstone. Bowling. Yeah. Hang on. I'm not sure where it happens. <laughs> What is it about that that yeah. is so funny? I don't know. Ding, 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 ding. It's great. What I is, love it. What is that instrument? Do you know? Uh, it sounds like just a regular xylophone. A tuba. But, but using... It's not a tuba. It's not a tuba. <laughs> but instead of using... So normally when you when you play a xylophone, there are different mallets you can use. There are some that are, that are softer and there are oh. some that are, that are harder ones. And sometimes you actually use the butt end of, mm-hmm. of the mallets. Oh, and so yeah. I think that it's a xylophone, but using yeah. the butt end of the of the mallet, ding ding ding, it's a little more. Um, okay. Marissa's uh, getting you a, a xylophone right now. I promise you. Oh, yeah. she, she, is, is, she, she got it. Yeah, Pierre has a xylophone. That's not, that's not a xylophone. No, that's well, what is yeah. that then? Uh, these are chimes or or something like that. But uh, so, but it, and if you were to play, so with the the back, it would sound like this. Well, these, hang on a second. As opposed Mr. to Mr. Sandman. As opposed to, so, and then you, huh. it just gives a different sound. So. Huh. I like this little thing. It's yeah. pretty cool. Want to do a, a duet? Yeah. <laughs> we should do it. We should get, we, and you should press it on, on the album. It should be you and I in Nehru jackets. That's yeah. YYZ. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we're playing a game. Okay, oh, yeah, right. okay yes. Let's get another caller on the line. I'm going to go to Matthew. Hey, Matthew. I'm here. Good morning. All right, Matthew, we're playing Rockabye Baby. It's a rock song done in lullaby form, and we're ready to play one for you. I'm going to put you on hold, okay? Okay. All right, here we go, Matthew. This is your song.
right. I think that's going to be enough. <laughs> Let's go. Back to, was it uh, Matthew? Let's see, I'm putting them on I hold. I'm forgetting who it was. It was Gurf. Matthew, was that you? That was you, right? Yes. All right, Matthew. What song is that? It's familiar, but I have no clue. Oh. All right, thanks, anyway. By the way, somebody was texting in saying the instrument I was playing, that this is a glockenspiel. No, it's not. Sitting no, here holding not. it myself. I know what a glockenspiel is. Ooh. These are tubes. Oh, These are tubular shapes. He's really upset about that Arby's thing. <laughs> I know. I'm still not going to know that. <laughs> All right, pigs. let me go to the potato wages. Diane. Hey, Diane. Oh, oh hi. <laughs> uh, hi. Diane, did, did you hear the song? I did, um, but... I, I don't know if you want to play it back again. I'll play, I'll play a little more of it. Hang on the line. I'm going to put you on hold. I'll play. Uh, that's good case right there. I'll play a little bit more. That took it all the way to the chorus. So hopefully, uh, Veronica knows it. Was it Veronica? No, it was Diane. It was Diane. Dear God. <laughs> Hi, D- Diane. It doesn't matter. I don't know it. Oh, all. damn it, Diane. Son of a bitch. Now let me down. What? But thank you for calling. Thank you. We'll give you this note. There you go. All right. Let me go next to Ashley. Should be the last one we try this one out on. Ashley. Hi. How are you? Hi. Wonderful. Did you hear that song? I did, and I think I know what it is. What is it? Is it American Girl? It is. Tom Petty Flava. That is correct. Hang on. We're going to give you a prize. Oh, Ashley, we have our final Blu-ray copy of the critically acclaimed Promising Young Woman starring Academy Award nominee Carrie Mulligan. Don't miss the Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh film that critics call a game-changing masterpiece and and one of the best films of the year. It's available now on Blu-ray and DVD. Also available on digital. All right. uh, We'll go to another caller, and it is Eric. Hey, Eric. How you doing, man? Hey guys, what's up? Yeah, but we're, we're playing <laughs> we're playing Rock by Baby, and we're gonna cue one up here for you and give you a shout out. I'm gonna put you on hold, okay? All right, here we go. <laughs> I mean, immediately, right? back to Eric and see if he can get it. Eric? Eric. I got it. What is it? We, you, I look just like Buddy Holly. Well done! Points for singing it, too. (laughs) All right, Eric, hang on. Here's what we have for you. Eric, we have a case of Artois. Your table is ready in the life, Artois. See you soon for a Artois draft at Cavanaugh's Rittenhouse in Center City, Philadelphia. That's our final case of Stella. Do you think you could develop, like, if you were to play these as, you know, for for, for a a baby in a crib, that they might develop a more complex and evolved Mm. musical sensibility? Oh, I used to play these for Jace. Oh, did did you? you? Yeah. Yeah, Pancake and I, actually, I think Pancake made me the CDs, and I used to play it for him when he would go to bed at night. Maybe so. Maybe so. All right, we'll go to Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. 
Hi. How Hi. are you? Wonderful. Good. Stephanie, we got a new one. You ready? Yes. Put you on hold. Take a listen. See if you can get it. See if she knows what song that was. I'm going to go to Stephanie again. Hi, Steph. Um, hi, how are you? Good. Did you get it? You know what? It's on the tip of my tongue, and I'm... Uh, it's not Weezer, is it? No. No, no I'm sorry. Yeah. We just did Weezer. We just did Weezer. Sorry, we got to let you go. All right, we'll go to Kevin next. Hey, Kevin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Regular Saturday night. All right, Kevin, uh, you heard it? Yeah, could I hear some more? All right, sure. Here we let me put you on hold, and then here we go. If he knows it, Kevin, what do you think now, ma'am? Is that Big Me? Yes, sir. Who yeah. fighters? Absolutely correct. Well, we got a prize for you. Case, All what's right. he going to get? We have a Blu-ray combo pack of Chaos Walking, starring Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. It's available now, rated PG-13. Excellent. All right. Uh, we will get another caller on the line, and it is, uh, let me see here, Moik. Yo, Moik. Yo, Kathy, take a brown. Please tell me. <laughs> wow. Huh. Oh, well, he said please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a better luck at finding the Holy Grail, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Mike, we got a fresh one. You ready? I'm ready. All right, hang on. Here is the song. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, now I can. <laughs> All right, that ought to be enough. So let's, let's go back to uh, Mike. All right, Mike. I think it's living on a prayer. Yes! yes! Nice job. I couldn't get it without until no, I got yeah, into yeah, the, the yeah. melody. Uh, yeah, it was. All right, but you got it, Mike. Hang on. Here's what we got for you. We got a digital download of Georgetown starring Christoph Waltz, Vanessa Redgrave, and Annette Bening. It's based on incredible true events. A smooth-talking social climber comes under investigation when his wealthy, well-connected older wife turns up dead. You can buy it or rent it tonight. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Ooh. Here's a text from somebody says, thanks for playing this game today. My wife and I just had our first baby girl in the 18th. Oh. 
are going to be the uh, a priceless addition to our daily music playing. Plus, we will uh, be able to play this game with the family. Cool. Uh, that nice. is constantly coming. Well, thanks, over. Marissa. We got one more here. Price. All right, one more is what yep. we got, and it is uh, Cameron. I think it is. Next. Okay. Yeah, Cameron's been on hold long. Hey, Cameron. Hey, yo, rock and roll. Uh, rock and roll to you, sir. All right, and that's what we're doing in the form of lullabies. You ready, Cameron? Let's do it. All right, here is the next song. <laughs> okay. Let's go back to Cameron and see if he can get it. Hey, Cameron. Tom Sawyer by Rush. Oh, yeah, wow. Tom Sawyer. You got it, Hang I on love a the second. slide whistle. Here's <laughs> what we got for you. We have a digital download of Georgetown starring Christoph Waltz, Vanessa Redgrave, and Annette Benning. Based on incredible true events, a smooth-talking social climber comes under investigation when his wealthy, well-connected older wife turns up dead. You can buy it or run it tonight. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. I loved uh, the slide whistle in the first one because it was <laughs> running with the devil. And you know, yeah. the beginning of that song just goes... Right. And they did that with the slide whistle. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Marissa McDonald. Well game was her idea, and she put it all together. So thank you so much. That was perfect to play today with the conversations that we've had. Let's take a break. Come back in a second and get your second dose of Bizarre File stories. They're on the way next, so stay with us. Group featuring Nikki Six. Hear their new track, I've Been Every. Also new. Check out Slash and their previously unheard collaboration and the 880s Metal One Should Own. Get four tickets. Go to the con for your chance to win tickets to September 10th at the Sky of the Man. Get approved today, scgloans.com. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Marissa Magnata, everyone. Yes! Once again. Could you Look guys, at it. Star of today's show. Could you guys tell I was on my toes the whole time? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't move Kathy's microphone. She's only a couple inches taller, but it made a difference. But she's usually sitting oh. in that chair that's a little higher, so that's why. By the way... Uh, Marissa kind of blew me away at the core state, uh, core state, core, core <laughs> golf uh, uh, outing, uh, playing golf. I didn't yeah. know she was, you were taking up the game and you were out there, you know, and, and it didn't matter. Listen, you're, you're in that stage, obviously, where you're building your game. Uh, but you, you know, it's like, man, you were, you were out there. You were full blown. It was very cool. Oh, thank you, Steve. Yeah. I posted a video yesterday and um, got some comments I was not expecting from Matt O'Donnell, since yeah. ABC, mm-hmm. Sheena Parveen. There you go. Yeah, She's a golfer. Names, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I hadn't heard from. So it was exciting. Uh, well, I was actually, I was so impressed. And that whole event was actually just going around and seeing you guys play. I was like, I, you know, if all you ever do is just walk around in a beautiful course mm-hmm. and, and you and you have some time and, and play around and you you know you know your limitations, I could see that being fun. And that's a beautiful course. Yeah, yeah. it's gorgeous. Yeah. Wait, are you thinking about getting into it? I, I played a while. I played occasionally years and years ago. Yeah, and was never all that uh, confident or competent, I should say. Right. Both actually, uh, but uh, yeah, I could listen. The draw is there. It's such a it's such a nice disconnect from it is. well from so, the, the other stuff. You're out there and you're forced to just 
chill. Yeah, here's the deal. We they also Cora offered a, a women's clinic. So yeah. I, I know a lot of women. Uh, instead of playing that day, they went to this clinic. And the one woman I was talking to, she was um, not so sure about actually going out and playing because she has this like. Uh, this idea in her mind that everybody's good at. And I said, no, just, just no. go out and, and go out with any random foursome anytime. And you will see, no, like whatever you're watching on Sunday at the Masters or, you know, Pebble Beach, or, like that is not reality. Reality is what you witnessed. Right. On and and, and Monday, the, sh- the shotgun method mm-hmm. seems to be yeah. where, where you, you take the best, the person who hits the best ball, you go from there. It doesn't matter your level of play as long as you're there and you're hanging with friends and you're talking, you're having a good time. And it's it seems like, you know, you don't have to be like yeah. fanatical about it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and still enjoy it. I went out uh, so far this year uh, three or four times for charity. And one day I went out, I you know, I got paired up with these four guys. They were awesome. They were they were from Jersey. They were all. Oh, no, no. They were from Bucks County, actually. Um, four nice guys from Bucks County. This guy that I played with, Steve, was the worst golfer I've ever played with. In He's my probably better life. than me. Yeah. Well, so but the the point being, he was having a great day. He oh, that's was having, that's he it. Was, he was having so much fun. His friends were there. Like we were laughing. Yeah. You know, and it was. And he was like, you know, he's like, I'm usually not this bad. I'm like. Whatever. Like, I, I think you could probably get away with that better than you say, like with tennis. Uh-huh. Where tennis, now I love tennis and played tennis for years, uh, but I think y- you would be more frustrated in a more dramatic fashion. Whereas, okay, I hit it over there. Here's here's a this guy hit it closer. We'll try it and just have fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the best ball. It's a little bit more. Uh, Fluid. Yeah, the best ball is definitely the way to go when yeah. you're still learning because then you're not holding everybody up while you keep smacking it along. Right. And I feel like you kind of stay together a little bit more and get to interact. I've mm-hmm. been playing, um, there's a place called Five Iron, which is a simulator place. Kevin was telling me that his, I think his son runs yeah, it. Yes. His son is one in of the, the city. He says it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Ryan. Um, and it's great, but when uh, you're not playing best ball, I feel like I'm up there like, quadruple the amount of the time of the good people so i feel like i'm wasting their time while they just have to sit back and watch but, the, the but funny, it's a lot of fun the funniest thing is to watch preston like 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 a coiled spring uh-huh. waiting to get back <laughs> like uh, I, I just I just hit one and then we're out and he goes I, i'm gonna do another one and i, oh, I shouldn't have done that oh, i'm gonna do it again because because you are a good player from what everyone says yeah. and and uh uh, and I know you're right there. You're working yeah, your way back, I right? I have played in two years, yeah. yeah. So, But you felt good the day after? I was yeah, yeah. Nervous. I mean, my shoulder's better, but uh, now my elbow sucks <laughs> on my other arm, so I've got tendonitis there. But, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I see myself by five. I have a target of fall of getting back to uh, to playing again uh, from time to time. I'm not going to play as much as I used to. Play two times a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was just I was doing that sometimes. You were doing that sometimes. 36 yeah. holes and you'll be good. All right, um, we need to do the Bizarre Files, so we're going to do that very thing right now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, let us begin with this story. The Ashtabulu, how the hell is it? Ashtabula Ashtabula Sheriff's Office in Ohio. And ATF agents are investigating after a 55-year-old resident died when an improvised explosive device he was making exploded in his garage. Sheriff's officials say a neighbor told them the man was making the explosive in his garage and had planned to sell it to pay off a lawnmower he recently purchased. <laughs> so he was so you he know. was buying a lawnmower by making a bomb for yeah. someone? Mm-hmm. Yep, he was going to sell the bomb to somebody so he could Why pay off. Why couldn't he just build a lawnmower? A lawnmower. Yes. 
Come on. <laughs> if you're going to do that. Deputies responded after being notified that the fire department was dispatched to the address. Deputies were told that a male victim was trapped inside the garage. When they arrived on scene, the detached garage located behind the residence was burned to the ground and debris was scattered into the neighbor's yard. Uh, I'd really like that weed whacker. What if I build you a nuclear reactor? uh, The state fire marshal was also called to the scene to help with the investigation. The victim was transported to the hospital where he died from his injury. And by the way, what was the bomb for? I don't know, and I don't know who it was for either. I don't know, know what the intention was, but who knows. Uh, This is kind of weird. Researchers are working on a pilot program backed by Russia's uh, Ro- Ro- uh, Rosatom. Uh, I'm sorry, Russia's Rosatom project to inject rhino horns with radioactive material, a mm-hmm. tactic that could discourage consumption and make it easier to detect illegal trade. Oh. Well, that's an interesting. That this is a horrible thing. The, uh, you know the the, the, uh, the radioactive whole... rhinos. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they would be able to talk and drive and fly. Right. Uh, that would be an issue. No, no, because of all of the of the poachers who who will kill an entire rhinoceros mm-hmm. for the horn. Yeah. So poachers killed 394 rhinos in South Africa for their horns last year, uh, with uh, public and private game reserves lacking the resources needed to monitor vast tracts of land and protect the animals that live there. Illegal hunting remains the biggest threat to about 20,000 of the animals in the country, the world's biggest population. So thousands of existing sensors along international borders could be used to detect a small quantity of radioactive material inserted into the horns. Ever since I was injected with the radioactive material, I've been aware of myself and able to speak. (laughs) I would like to from here on in be referred to as Dr. Horn. And I shall help you in your endeavors to catch these poachers and save my species. A whole, Thank you for coming today. A whole new army tarantula. of people. Tarantula. <laughs> a whole new army of people could be able to detect the illegal, rhino people. illegal movement of rhino horn. Uh, some alternative methods of discouraging poaching include poisoning, dyeing, and removing the horns. Uh, have raised a wide spectrum of opinion as to their virtue and efficacy. Uh, no, Why don't they use like one of those rhinos that they had in Ace Ventura too, where he was in the uh, the rubber one that he called out of the? Remember that sequence? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, known as the Risotope Project. Risotope. The new anti San Francisco treat initiative started earlier this month with the injection of an amino acid into two rhino's horns in order to detect whether the compound will move into the animal's bodies. Hi, I'm Tony Bennett. When I want that taste of San Francisco, I have risotope. <laughs> Tastes like rhinoceros. The additional studies using uh, computer modeling and a replica rhino head will <laughs> also be done to determine a safe dose of radioactive. In, in a way, I think material. this is great because mm-hmm. it's, it's so tragic when you see. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Preston, they'll go after some animals for, like, like tiger claws. Yeah, the smallest and they'll, thing. And they'll, yeah, they'll just... just <laughs> Here's, yep. the, here's the footage, Preston, from Ace Ventura. Oh, Ace Ventura. <laughs> yes, he climbs out of the rhino's ass. I love it. <laughs> a family dispute over custody of a pet turtle required police intervention this week. Cops were called to an Ohio residence to deal with competing claims on an African side neck turtle. Uh. Devin Staw told deputies that he left the turtle with his parents when he went out of town for a few days with his girlfriend. I like turtles. Devin stated that he was now there to retrieve the turtle with his parents refusing to return the turtle to him. Well, I'm back for my turtle. Uh, Staw claimed he had receipts for when he purchased the turtle 
and also had photos of him and the turtle on Instagram We've together. fallen in love with your turtle. A photo of the, apart- of the apparent turtle in question was uploaded last year to Stahl's Facebook page. Give me my turtle. Stahl's parents gave cops a different account of why they were caring for the turtle. Uh, both advised their son... Uh, had requested the couple keep his turtle as he was going to be incarcerated and unable to care for the turtle. I'm incarcerated, Lloyd. According to... I can't take care of my turtle. Jail records, Stahl was arrested in late February on misdemeanor assault and domestic violence counts. Stahl's mother told cops the turtle was in poor health when the couple began caring for the pet and had to receive medical attention. Additionally, cops noted Stahl's parents said that their son was aware the couple was going to keep the turtle permanently. The domestic dispute ended with the reptile remaining with Stahl's parents. And after Stahl's mother declared that her son was not permitted at the residence, deputies advised Devin that he is no longer welcome at his parents' property. Wow, this uh, the turtle has split them apart. Yes, and uh, Stahl cops added and departed the area without incident and his turtle. Did so you ever have, um, uh, as a kid growing up, uh, an aquarium turtle? I did not. Now, I, I caught a few turtles out yeah. in the wild and kind of kept them around the yard and everything until they decided to leave. But, <laughs> no, I never had a, an aquarium turtle. The, the, the ones that you get from an aquarium, like with the little palm tree and all that stuff, they, they're, Casey, and you'll back this up, they they're, they just die. Yeah. That's what they do. They, they No matter what you do, you, you clean the tank, you do all that stuff, you feed them properly. It's it's just something about them. They're just not long for this world. Now I do know some people who've had turtles for years. Uh, yeah, and, but they're the different they're, kind. They're the red-eared sliders yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that that they have. So I don't know if that's different than what you had. All right, and there you go. That's all I have in the bizarre file for you. Hey, we have a new Daily Rush video How about that. Uh, it is uh, the title is this Jeopardy champion and guest host nerded out with us about our favorite game show. And the description is who is Buzzy Cohen? Yeah, and so you can check it. Out. It was a great interview. We love Jeopardy, so it was really cool we having do. him on. Tonight is the first of the two final, uh, you know, uh, rounds, and then we'll have the uh, Tournament of Champions winner. Yep, he's been guest hosting. So you can watch it now on PrestonandSteve.com. It is sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. So take a look today. Uh, coming back in just a moment, we'll do the lesson question, Trash and Music News. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We just had a wonderful discussion with Mr. Chad Smith, the drummer in that band, the other day. That is a Daily Rush video as well, if you'd like to see it. And he is going to be in Stone Harbor this weekend. Aren't yeah. you guys going to smoke cigars and have crab cake sandwiches? Yeah, we go way back. It's going to be a great time. Uh, no, but he's uh, he's going to be in Stone Harbor Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, so if you get a chance, go check it out. All the information is at uh, PrestonandSteve.com, WMMR.com. We mention it in that Daily Rush video if you want to see it, but he's a super nice guy. Yes. Really funny guy, too, man. <laughs> Very much in his... If you watch the video, his son is hilarious. Oh, my God. In the window of yes. the room he was at. He found out that we were talking about him because he was behind him. He was outside behind him in the window, and he started jumping up in the window frame and making faces, and Chad is just putting his hand up over his face. And 
It was great. It was a wonderful conversation with him. We're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a $50 Metro Diner gift card for the correct answer to this. What Philly-based kids show did Frank Rizzo host? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. One, two, three. All right. What? He taught you how to count, too, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was a kid show. Yeah. So let's see if you know the answer to that. That's the wrong thing. That's Sister Christian. Here we go. Crumb creep. That's what I meant. Yeah. All right. So, what uh, Philly-based kids show did Frank Rizzo host? Two one five two six three WMMR. Call now. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that is manufactured on site, and they also have leaf compost, decorative stone pavers, and more. Mulchworks has delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. Visit mulchthis.com for details. What is up this morning, Steve? Well, the search for Ellen's successor is over with the Kelly Clarkson show officially being named as her permanent replacement. As for the queen of nice herself, Ellen says she'd like to do something more suited to her personality, like becoming an enforcer for the Los Santos drug cartel. Oh, my God. God. Machine Gun Kelly tweeting out a one-year anniversary tribute to the first time Megan Fox told him she loved him. Kelly says it was so pure and genuine and came right after he had curled a kettlebell with his penis. Whoa! Hey! And finally, Fast and Furious 9 proving to be a massive hit overseas, taking in $162 million in China. Star and producer Vin Diesel issued a video thank you to the people of China in what many thought was Mandarin, but just turned out to be him mumbling. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood track. Let's see if we can get the answer to this question. Uh, What Philly-based kids show did Frank Rizzo host? And I will go uh, to... Hang on a second here. Let's go to Sue. Hi, Sue. Good morning. Hey, how are you? Wonderful, Sue. So what Philly-based kid show did Frank Rizzo host? Back in the Alley Games. Back in the Alley Games. I will give yeah. it to you. <laughs> she was down the Alley yeah. Games, but yeah. <laughs> All right, hang on, Sue. $50 Metro Diner gift card. You can enjoy breakfast favorites that you can grab to go with Metro Diner's newest handhelds, including... And Italian meat lovers and Southwestern breakfast burrito stuffed in a tortilla and sealed with a waffle iron press. Uh, you can wow. order yours today uh, to go at MetroDiner.com or you can savor while you're seated at your local diner. I want that. I will go back to that wall with the three of you. <laughs> I want those waffles so bad. All right, let's do this. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> All right, uh, got a couple things to run by. We're going to start with this: the Royal Academy. I'm sorry, not the Royal Academy. The Recording Academy has, has updated its rules for the album. Has updated its rules for the album of the year Grammy. Uh, giving more producers and songwriters a better chance at winning the top award. Interesting. So they announced Wednesday that any producer, songwriter, engineer, or featured artist on an album nominated for album of the year will also earn a nomination, even if the music creator co-wrote one song on a 10-track project, for example. Uh, Before the change, songwriters or producers would need to be credited with at least 33% or more playing time on the album to be eligible for the nomination, a rule that was implemented in 2017. Okay, so just a co-writing on one? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, and, and there's some examples here, 
Uh, so now all songwriters, now that all songwriters um, on the album could earn a nomination, the Academy can expect a larger number of nominees for each of the eight albums competing for Album of the Year. For instance, if Justin Bieber's Justice is nominated at the 2022 show, more than 50 creators will be nominated for the project. Is this so that's, problematic? That's how pop music works. Okay, yeah. so uh, another example, if Ariana Grande's Positions earns a nod, more than 35 people would be nominated for the album. Uh, J. Cole's Off the Season, uh, the Off Season, I'm sorry, or Bad Bunny's El Ultimo Tour del Mundo would give more than 20 participants an Album of the Year nomination. Now, that's in stark contrast to albums like Billie Eilish's Happier Than Ever. That's just her and her brother. Yeah. He even produces it. So literally two people from that, which is why, and listen, I understand pop musicians are talented. Yeah. uh, Especially the the, the musicians, the the singers and performers and so on. But I always find it kind of, you know, when there's like 50 people, there can be like Five, six people on one song alone, yeah, working it out till it's absolutely perfect, and they have a strategy, and they've got you know all these things as opposed to Foo Fighters. Dave I know, writes a song, I know. They record the song. And, there and, you go. And how, how do we describe what what the issue is? Is that it's too um, it's too manufactured? Is that even a, a valid thing to say? I don't know. But they're they're doing it, and yeah. uh, and so it's going to be uh, it's going to mean more Grammys handed out, um, and I don't know if uh, anything is. Hi, um, Grandma. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Grammys. Oh, the Grammys. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know, uh, but that they're going to change it, so more chances for people to win Grammys. Could we won. win one conceivably? Then I guess it makes sense. I guess it kind of makes sense. I, I mean, mean for... if, it, if it's album of the year, yeah. And you were a part of that album. You should get an award. Yeah. You know? If if we play it and people hear it, we should be nominated. We should be, no- we should be yes. nominated. Yes. Just yeah. for we hum it, it to a friend alone. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, with that said, and I, uh, um, I think they Are we should going make back to butter. One, oh man, it always goes back to butter. All comes back. To <laughs> All butter. comes back to butter. No, but I was going to say they should make this retroactive and give it. Could you imagine the nightmare? Could yeah. you oh imagine the nightmare? Yeah. All of the years of the Grammys to now start parsing out Grammy awards. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. Forget it. All right, moving on. Smashing Pumpkins will celebrate thirtieth anniversary. Thirtieth anniversary since release of their nineteen ninety one debut studio album, Gish. Uh, with a two-hour live stream featuring Billy Corgan and Jimmy Chamberlain on Saturday, uh, and it will invent, it will include a Q and A, uh, Gish vinyl listening party, plus a very special world exclusive premiere of unreleased music hosted by Madam Zuzus. Madam Zuzus, Highland Park, Illinois. Uh, tickets cost nineteen ninety one, and are available starting Friday at nine a.m. Uh, Pacific time. That is on the Smashing Pumpkins website. Uh, select proceeds will be donated to the Pause No Kill Animal Shelter in Chicago. That's excellent. Uh, the live stream will be available for uh, 24 hours. What is it. a gish, by the way? Um, I've heard. I of know Dorothy. Lillian. Yeah, it's Dorothy's Dorothy. sister. Dorothy's sister. Do you think it's a tribute to Lillian Gish? Maybe. They could have easily been called Gloria Swanson. Is a gish a thing, Nick? Can you look that up for me, please? See Kanish. <laughs> uh, it's just. <laughs> It's just a different, rather than potatoes, right. uh, it's made with spinach. <laughs> That's what a gish is. Gish All is right. a, um, he says here, Preston, a character that is skilled in both physical combat and the use of magic. Yeah, check All this right. out, though. I can uh, see that. The album was named after silent film icon Lillian Gish. Oh! oh my God. 
Dorothy's sister. Well done. Billy Corgan once said, my grandmother used to tell me a story. The biggest thing that ever happened was when Lillian Gish rode through town on a train. My grandmother lived in the middle of that town, in the middle of nowhere. So that was a big deal. Later, uh, Corgan joked that the album was originally going to be called Fish, but changed to Gish to avoid uh, comparisons to the jam band Fish. That's funny. Fascinating story. Lillian Gish. How about that? Silent film star. And I think she's one of the few who was successful in porting over to talkies, as they say. Limited edition Gish anniversary merch collection will also be released on the band's web store on Friday. Buck Cherry released the music video for a song called Hellbound, the title track of their upcoming album due out on June 25th. Uh, the clip was shot in Vegas, follows the last month's release of the video for So Hot. Where does where's Buck Cherry... St- Remember, there was such a anticipation for Buck Cherry to be super huge. Yeah. I think they're a working band and they get gigs, but I don't are even they... know I don't even know if we're playing this song or not. I have no idea. What's it called? Ganish. Uh, it's called Hellbound. I think of the one uh, word the yeah. size of the uh, venue that they can play in Steve when I think of bands like this, I think they're now like a TLA band. That's what I think. You know, yeah. where they probably could have been the Met at one point or, or Tower or maybe even the Spectrum. But, right? Yeah, yeah, there Casey, was try so hot. Okay. Let's see if that Ooh, works. That's the honey. Okay, so hot. Nope. We're not playing. We, if we plug it in the search bar, it comes up. All right, then what the hell am I talking about this story for? <laughs> yeah, we those guys. Uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. <laughs> Get out of here. We're playing his music. He's playing the MM Barbecue. Uh, this, is, this is a really cool story. So right. he revealed that he used his dad, Eddie's legendary signature Frankenstein guitar, during the sessions for his upcoming uh, debut set. When asked by Guitar World if he used any of his father's gear on the new album, he said, yeah, a handful of it. I played uh, the original Frankenstein on the solo on Mammoth and on Feel You, Feel the History. No, I'm sorry. And on Feel. You Feel the History. Feel you, feel the history. Everybody, feel you, feel the history. There's a period after feel. Uh, Man, you feel the history, he said. It's kind of terrifying holding it, just because arguably it's one of the most famous guitars in music history. It uh, definitely, it's definitely quite the thing to hold to it. All right, now don't think about that because this is the cool part that I'm going to mention here. Not feel you feel the history. Right. He recalled his dad taking the axe out of storage not too long ago. He said, when we were pulling it out of the safe, dad picked it up and he was just noodling with it for a second. And he's like, yeah, feels about the same. And then he tossed it on the couch. He said everyone just gasped when he did that. <laughs> he said to Dad, it's just a little piece of junk that he built himself. But to us, it is the most famous thing in the world. Ah, uh, so that's but, awesome. but that was his, and that's how he treated it, you know. And he would just that. Ah, there you go. Yep, yeah, yeah, it's about the same. So, uh, it's, I would. Would I you would die love if you held that for a second? To be able to hold that guitar, man, it would just be the coolest. Well, when you, I don't know if he's going to have it with him when he's here. Just go up to him. Don't say anything. Just say, can I touch it? Right. <laughs> and he'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we should try it like a bet Yeah, wait day. till he's alone, like in the bathroom or something. Can I touch it? <laughs> can I touch it? <laughs> One last story. Made in America 2021 is going to happen, and it will return this Labor Day weekend after it was canceled in 2020. Uh, hey, this. <laughs> hey, Mister. Uh, yeah, I think that's a um, that's a that's a great bit of news. Yeah. Uh, this year's tenth anniversary version of the multi-stage fest will take place September fourth and fifth on the Parkway. 
uh, with the main Rocky stage again in front of the Philadelphia Museum of Art steps. Hey, you guy. I don't want to talk to you. Here you come up. Uh, I, is there any any of the projected bands or nope, nope. No, nothing? Headliners that, okay. and supporting acts will All be right. announced in coming weeks. I would love to see perhaps a few rock artists on that. Yeah. There, Don't there were, hold your breath. Yeah, there was literally. I think there was none, absolutely none on the last go round. And it started as a rock yeah. event. It yeah. evol- evolved away from it. Uh, it the was first it, it, year was Pearl Jam and Jay Z, and Pearl Jam was Jay Z's backing band for one dude, of the sets. Yeah. It was and awesome. I'm, and I'm seeing festival shows being announced, and I'm, I haven't really been mentioning them in music news. Like, there's one, where is it? I think it's in Boston, and it's going to be uh, Foo Fighters and Rage, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, hey. And, and, <sighs> and, you know, there's all kinds of these big festivals. Now, listen, we're having the MM barbecue, and that's huge. Um, and if we could get a yeah. Pearl Jam, Foo Fighters, a really, really big name like that, it would be wonderful. But I'm seeing all these bands doing these rock festivals. They just... Don't come here to Philadelphia. This rat we do the MMRBQ, and it's always great. And we have some really big uh, name acts there. But these multi-day festivals that are taking place. I mean, you have Firefly, which is down the road a bit. Right. But still, but anyway, here in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, 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 consider coming back uh, if you could uh, perfect a way to melt the butter. <laughs> <laughs> Working on it, Eddie. All right. We'll get back to me. <laughs> That's his. That's his brown M and M's. That's it. Yeah, in the liner notes, it's it melt the butter, softed, soft, <laughs> soft butter for right. your toast. Doesn't have to be melted all the way, just soft enough. I think. So. Uh, I mean, I'm realistic about it. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, uh, and that's all I have. In music news for you. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Wrap the show up. We'll be right back. The rock history when longer was better. And this Memorial Day weekend, 93.3 WMMR is going to pull out some of your favorite long songs. Six, seven, 12 minutes? Heck yeah! Listen every hour and soak in the epic excess while you inhale smoke from the barbecue grill. And the golden rays from the sun, the heavens will shine down upon us to signal the beginning of the summer season. And geez, guys, what is this? War and Peace? Okay, blah, 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 down the shore. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Smart speakers, the MMR app. Okay, here we go. Squonk? Yes. Alice's Restaurant? No, that's for Thanksgiving, Pierre. So, long songs every hour, all weekend. From the station that sometimes has a little problem getting to the point. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that blah, 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 you know the rest. Uh, Thursday morning and wrapping up uh, today's program. I'd like to thank all those who contributed today, called in, played games, shared, fun. shared stories, all kinds of good stuff. And I also want to congratulate again Mr. Brian Hassel, <laughs> teacher at uh, Downingtown West High School. He won our coolest teacher contest. And we set him up with all the prizes. And then we drew another one, and it is Holy Ghost Prep and Ben Salem. So we will give you till 6 a.m. tomorrow to vote and tell us. And it's real simple. You just text word teacher to 39333 and then we send the link to you. And we'll keep this going. We got another couple weeks of this, by the way, as we head towards graduation for 2021. We're moving towards good things. It really feels encouraging and fun and exciting. Yes. All right, so we need to do the letter of the day. Case, you're gonna... Not Pierce here! He's here. Oh! 
We can do that very thing with the man himself. So I'll fire this up right now. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... R is in radio. You got that. All right. We have one more to go. Tomorrow, we give away $300 from Ardent Credit Union. Uh, brought to you by Ardent Credit Union's free auto buying concierge service. And you can visit ardentcarbuying.com uh, to get info. Like I said, we give that away uh, tomorrow. How you doing today, man? Fine, thank you. Excellent. Lovely day outside and so a great day to go flying. Yes. To Did go you go fly. flying? Did you? Because I know you. Sometimes you take your glider out in the morning. But um, I I flew yesterday. Yeah. I don't need the glider anymore. Though. Oh, you can just buy on I, extension. I, yeah, I just I I fly. We got an email from a guy who is a glider pilot. Really? And he's offered to uh, take us on uh, on a ride. I'm definitely going to take oh, him up on that. Am, am, am I part of that offer? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, I want to do that. Steve email, said, um, he said uh, morning show only, though, not not, not middays. Oh, um, why? Middays don't. Well, he, <laughs> yeah. he had heard about Pierre's ability to fly? Yeah, he yeah. didn't want to extend the invite. Yeah. Pierre, do you remember a movie called the, the original Thomas Crown Affair with Steve McQueen? Oh, yes, I saw and it. There's an extended sequence in that, and that's when I fell in love with the notion of gliding, where he takes Faye Dunaway up. Wow. And they they they're 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 gliding in that uh, the, the, that craft that glider, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a, it's an incredible scene. It's just, to me, it seems like the coolest. So to be there, quiet with just the wind. My you know. father did it. He said it's actually kind of loud because really the, the wind. He's a liar. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, so. Well, the wind is is kind of slapping against the craft. Uh, if I remember correctly, I don't know, hmm. but it. it um, I could. I. I might. You're right. It's a phenomenon known as craft slapping. Craft slapping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, I was trained in a family of craft slappers, <laughs> uh, so we we grew up. Um, it was. It's a delicate art. You're air people. Here's the scene right here from uh, the Tom's Gone Affair airing on the screen. How did you get that so fast? And they're just good. They're really good. Connor and Marissa Connor's are amazing. amazing. Um, yeah. So it's cool stuff. Nice. Uh, cool. There you go. What's up on the show today? Thank you uh, for asking. We'll have more tickets for the Struts, uh, which will be on the Skyline stage. You're on sale at 10 a.m. tomorrow at The Man, uh, September 10th. And we've got workforce blocks of Allison Chains and Rancid and Tool. Um, so we've got a nice quick block of Tool. Ooh. Yeah, right? Right. <laughs> well, we're leading into the Long Song Weekend, by That's the way. True. Yeah. That's going to be very cool. I, 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 it's going to be fun. I, I love the 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 quote unquote magnum opus, you know the the the, the lengthy and there's rock generates so many of those great moments, you know, and great songs. So it'll be cool. Yeah, it'll be great fun. Looking forward to it. All right, uh, let me thank our sponsors. The Preston Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston Steve Show. Also, Acme, who has everything you need to prepare for this summer season. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors, and Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries. Exhaust systems and more. Meineke doing car care right. Uh, tomorrow on the program, uh, we'll have our guest, Ari Spears. Oh, that's awesome. Which is cool. And what's great is Ari Spears, he must come here this time of year every year because yeah. he has been at Eggs with Peg before at the live broadcast. He's seen it for himself. Uh, yeah. So uh, he is. Uh, he's a veteran. He knows what it can be like. Yep. And we will be checking in with our own Brent Porsche, who will be in North Wildwood tomorrow morning at Keenan's Irish Pub. It is now open to the public, by the way, because they loosened up restrictions in New Jersey. And it is a uh, an event that... Um, if you already bought a ticket for which it was ticketed ahead of time, you get into the VIP line. You can come in an hour earlier and claim your spot before anybody. That's awesome. Yep. All right. So that'll be tomorrow morning's brought to you by Coors Light Made to Chill. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we shall see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.
Anderson and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map. We have a unique chance to make history right here in Virginia. On June 8th, we can elect Jennifer McClellan to become the first black woman governor in the United States and put a new leader in office who fights for us all. She spent 15 years in the Virginia legislature protecting voting rights, fighting for health care expansion, and trying to build a brighter future for all Virginians. The experience she brings as a black woman, a working mom, and a community leader is crucial to her ability to listen, solve problems, and always uplift the voices of those who have been ignored. This is the perspective we need so that no one is left out of the recovery. Let's go boldly into the future of our Commonwealth. Vote early for Jennifer McClellan for governor in the Virginia primary election or on June 8th. Paid for by Care in Action. Authorized by Jennifer McClellan for governor.